Good evening, folks, and a hearty welcome to our drive-in theater. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you, one that will provide several hours of pleasurable relaxation and diversion for you and your family. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Dead City Drive-In, the only podcast that knows you suck and, oh, we'll have you. I'm Brendan Windish. And I'm Chris Holcomb. And we are the heads of programming in this year, Dead City. And in this episode, decreed by the higher-ups, our bosses, the drive-in gods, we have been tasked once again to program a specially themed double bill for the ravenous hordes of mutants and madmen outside our projection room door. But first, Chris, I need to ask you a question that has been weighing me down for the last week. Are you sure it was this question and not the tacos? I'm 100% positive I have not been able to sleep. I've been dying to know the answer, and I hope that you can enlighten me. Chris, Mm -hmm. Dracula versus Batman, who would win? Uh, well, actually, there is a series that kind of decides that for us. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. In your mind. Okay, well, what does the series say? Oh, Batman all the way. But the caveat is, is that Batman becomes a vampire in the process. This isn't the Kelly Jones uh, Batman, uh, Batman by Gaslight, or no, uh, no Gotham by Gaslight. Gotham and by that's, Gaslight. Uh, that's actually, um, oh my God, that's the Hellboy creator, Mike Mignola, Mike Mignola and, did and, that and, and everything, and Kelly Jones. The yeah, late but no, uh, Kelly Jones. Doug Doug Mensch wrote this oh, one, and okay. it's um, it's uh, kind of Bloodstorm, Red Rain, and uh, I'm trying to remember what the other one is. It's a trilogy, and it's the Elseworlds comics. Well, okay, so Batman wins. Yes, but Batman becomes a vampire in the process. So at what cost? Yes. Ooh. Yes. It's now, actually... outside of that, if Val Kilmer is Batman, <laughs> and Dracula is played by John Carradine, who would win? Batman. <laughs> I actually think, I was thinking about it and I'm going... Dracula, yeah, but I do feel that Batman is... Dracula has been defeated by lesser men than Batman. Yeah, oh, definitely. Most definitely. You know? Yes. So I feel yes. that if a, if a roving gypsy can beat Dracula, stealing a coffin, running around through the, with a carriage and a coffin, and he just burns alive, then I'm sure Batman could probably figure it out. He would just say... Oh, in record time. What do you think would be the, the... Or maybe it would be a draw. Maybe they would fight and he would say, like, uh, Batman would go... Or, or, or Dracula would say, Stoker. And Batman would go, oh, What? Bram Stoker? That's my mom's name. <laughs> Why would you use that name? <laughs> okay. Um, Did I answer your question? I think so. Yeah. Uh, and I'll now let you I, borrow those comics. Now I can go to sleep. Thank you. I would love to read Actually, they're, I, they're pretty cool. I, I was When I was looking for those other comics that I, I let you borrow uh, a little while earlier, I came across all of my Elseworlds Ooh. stuff. I love a good Batman. Yeah. Um, 
Well, aside Crimson okay. Mist, that's the other one. I'm sorry. I think I've read Crimson. Bloodstorm, Mist. Red Rain, and Chris, Crimson Mist are the three Batman Vampire versus Dracula. I'm not a. I'm not a as much of a comic book guy as I would like to be anymore yeah. these days. Yeah. I'm yeah. too busy reading the Bible. So you know, Amen. Yeah. Um, okay. So aside from the obvious, and we'll we'll skip this one person, but I want to ask you: Who do you think are the? And we and and you know what? We've actually talked about this before on a on a previous podcast, mm-hmm. but it's worth the discussion again. Okay. Who do you think are the five best screen Draculas? Oh well. Yeah. No, we've gone over this, uh, and I'll even stick with kind of what don't, I don't don't do the first one, the obvious one we know that I think we all know the number one. John Carradine. Yeah, of course. <laughs> no, the dude in the in Dracula. Oh, that's Dr- right, Gerard, Gerard Butler. Butler. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, sorry. All right, who do you, who who do you have? Lugosi. You got to put Lugosi in there because sure. just the look and the fact that he was Hungarian really kind of helped the part. Yeah, and he was double jointed too. Yes, Ooh. yes. Uh, Christopher Lee, mm-hmm. hands down. Uh, Gary Oldman, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, I said this before, and I'll say it again. Duncan Regeer. Duncan Regeer from Monster man. Squad. Top five. Was scary. Yeah, he was great. Um, and then the last one, it's kind of a toss-up for me because I love them both and for different reasons. Uh, Jack Palance. Yeah. Or Frank Langella. Ooh, okay. Well, there's a little bit of a debate there, so I think maybe now would be the good time to bring in our special guest programmer and our resident Dracula expert to shed some light, not mm-hmm. too much. Light is painful here, as we know, yes. um, on this debate. Yes. Our guest programmer this evening is none other than my wife, Jamie Jin Grande Holcomb. Hi, kids. Yes. Hi. Hi. And she sucks. I do. He should know. Hi, everybody. Hi. Welcome back to the show. It's been a long time. I know. Season one. Uh, Do you remember that? Season one, episode three. How can I forget? That's our most downloaded episode. episode, You're welcome. It's because I make my kids. I'm a teacher, so I make them download it for extra credit. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that works out well. That's fine. Thanks, hon. It works. It's fine. Oh, you're failing? Here's a a podcast to listen to. (laughs) You'll learn about freaks. Sponsors love that. It doesn't and matter where it comes from. It doesn't matter yeah. where it comes from. Hi, boys. Hi. This is what you guys are doing when you're not at home? Yeah, this is, oh, this yes. is what we do on Friday nights. In the circle table <laughs> microphones. Wow. No, it's not hookers and blow. <laughs> I would have been more excited for you. Around. Jamie was around for that. I was around for that. <laughs> I w- that's how we met. Yep. It was great. It wasn't too long ago. but Mm-mm, Not too long. Uh, Jamie, who do you yeah. think are the five best screen dragons? Well, you totally set them all for me but uh i want to go back to the jack palance and the franklin jellic because here's the thing my frankie boy is the hottest one Ooh. he is hot. i love a jack palance it and it's the mustache that yeah is no the weird i don't part. know man it's palance didn't have a mustache he was he was clean shaven all of the frankenstein scary as fuck though christopher lee did oh he did in um, one didn't he? Yes. and uh, gary Ullman did as well, yeah, he does. He too. does. Um, Not really a good one. Yeah, and no. actually, it was one of kind of the one-offs too. I don't think it was a Hammer film. It was a, what, like another Spanish production, yeah. of Dracula like that Dracula Lee was 70. in. There's, and, there's no. a romantic. 
there's a romanticness about. I don't know if that's not the right word, but I don't care. And I was drinking. Um, romantic is a word. Th- romanticness. <laughs> Sorry. Romanticism. <laughs> <laughs> There's a romance. Uh, there's about a romance him. about him. He's romantic, and like when, oh, when he gets hooked uh, in the bottom of the boat on uh, which which Dracula is that? What's the That's, name of that? Uh, the Frank, or I'm sorry, the John Borman Dracula. Jer- yeah. Are you talking about the Franklin Jello film? Yeah. Franklin Jello. I if I had to choose, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would I would put Franklin Franklin Jello over uh, Jack Pounce. I'm cool with that because of. The uh, Dracula has always been romanticized so much, and the movie I chose, and we'll explain that later. But I would put him over Jack because he has that like you want to be with him. I was like, no, don't kill him. He wants to be with. He's Nina. like the love boat of Dracula's. Yeah. It's funny because he dies on a boat. Oh Brandon. shit! <laughs> oh, oh my god! He, he turns into in a the kite. Back. Yeah, <laughs> and then like lift him up, and he's like dying in the. Oh, it's so sad because yeah. like, and then Mina's screaming for her lover, like no, it's so sad. That Franklin Jella uh, Dracula has. Laser of, beams has one. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Yeah. Well, it has a great John Williams score. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's so it's a pretty it's pretty. It also has one of the scariest undeads I've ever seen. Oh, when the bloofer lady. Yeah, when they when they go into the caverns or the the catacombs or whatever the tomb. Yeah, and it's it's Mina. Not don't they reverse it? Don't they change the lore? Well, because they're doing every single one of them. It's Van Helsing's daughter. right, and she's. An undead. And she's all crusty. Crusty and, and black eyed. She's like, Father Earl. Yeah, why don't you love me? Uh, that is one of the most unnerving scenes I've ever seen in a in a. It's a good one. A that's Dracula a good. Movie. That's a good Dracula movie. There's another. Uh, there's a couple of other really unnerving scenes in one of our choices tonight too. I can't wait to talk about. But before we even do that, Jamie, and you kind of touched on this about the romanticalness mm-hmm. of Franklin Jella, but what do you think it is? Um, Romantical is I love it. That's We're gonna <laughs> let's just see how many new words we could come up with tonight. Uh, trapeziously, <laughs> I want you to g- gesticulate that. What do you think is? Um, what is it about Dracula that has made him such an enduring character for so long? Well, it's a great question, Brandon. I think we have seen so many different variations of this character and I think the the biggest thing that we come back is that it's a curse right he there are scary ones yes hands down I think the scariest nastiest meanest one is from Monster Squad hands down that is that is the scariest one but most of these Draculas are romanticized in a way where it's like they're there's something luring about them. There's something that, I mean, we, it's, uh, they sexualize women a lot in all of the stories. And then, uh, I mean, it even gets down to like Twilight, um, to a little bit. I mean, we've came, we've come from Nosferatu to Twilight from all of that. And there is that, the unknown, the yeah. women are connected to it. Why do we, you know, yes. Sparkles. 
Well, I, I say vampires it's, don't sparkle. Fuck that shit. You but know, anyway, it's, it's interesting because one of the earlier vampire stories, I, I guess, in fiction was uh, 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 Carmilla. Camilla. What? Oh my God. Jay Sheridan Le Fanu's Carmilla. Yes. Carmilla. And you know that's got some very uh, obviously. I mean, it's a very erotic story. Yeah. It's got l- early underpinnings well, it's of the lesbian vampire. Yeah, right. I mean that's the initial and lesbian that's vampire. One of the first because let's not forget. The the concept of a vampire has shifted drastically over the years. The initial idea behind vampirism was they were a literal walking corpse. This is before Romero coined zombies. Mm-hmm. So they were just a a corpse that came back from the dead and killed their family and, and showed up families. at their family's fa- house, knocked on the window, and then drank their blood. And then when they find their bodies again, and what would happen is. These people were grieving over right. their lost, their loved ones. Didn't know how to process it. Mm-hmm. Um, they would dig these bodies up because people were fucking even dumber than they are now. Right. They would dig the bodies up and they would go, oh my God, their belly is full of blood. Mm-hmm. They must have been drinking. Look at all that munge that's mm-hmm. blood on their lips. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, their gums are bigger because science they're dead. The guns are smaller their teeth are bloated yeah yeah the hair has grown the fingernails have yeah. grown and, and all this so stuff and so that was the initial idea what we now mm-hmm. think of as zombies or walking dead or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck are what were initially vampires and i think it was well i you know i from from a folklore standpoint yeah. and everything as opposed to like a literary standpoint uh i think they're two very very different creatures mm-hmm. but uh, don't you, but the literary uh, dis- depiction of them is what became well because the true people didn't understand you know what decomposition and what disease yeah. was, and granted there's a big link between decomposition and disease because I mean a corpse is a worm farm it's a bacteria factory and granted if you're going to be around something like that you can get very very sick from that yeah and also mm-hmm. if somebody dies of some sort of virulent plague guess what it gets passed on to the people that are closest to them. You know, as we've kind of seen within the last couple of years here, you know, that's something that we've kind of reacquainted ourselves with. Sure. You know, but, sure. You know, the Black Death is not just one period in history. Plague pops up numerous times throughout the course of history. Now, sometimes those plagues tend to be contained and they're not as widespread as, you know, the so-called Black Death of the 13 and 1400s, uh, where, you know, a third of the world population dies. Um, but you know they there have been you know breakouts of bubonic and pneumonic plague well, as going, recently sorry. as as you know the twentieth century. Well, we so. just, sure, yeah, we just had one not too long ago. But also Stoker's Dracula well, that's, comes that's what in. I was getting to go ahead. Yeah, Jamie. so no, it's fine. Um, I know. Okay, it's our show. It's we your know show. It's fine. I apologize <laughs> for talking after you said go on, Jamie. I apologize. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> she puts you in your place. It's fine. I, I know it hasn't been. It's been. It's been a while, and you have a girl on set. It's okay. Um, so, <laughs> what was the question? Okay. Uh, the difference is, and and you guys are hitting right. Yes, it's a plague and all that fun stuff, and that's like the scientific point of whatever vampirism is, but. In the stories of Dracula, it's a curse. And we usually feel bad for someone who is given this curse. He was cursed. I think like Larry that's Talbot? Right. <laughs> oh, but so that's why you think the character of Dracula I, is in, has endured because we he's cursed feel with for this. him. Yeah, I think the my 
the movie I chose today is not my favorite Dracula. Surprised. Um, I love it, but it's not my favorite. My favorite one, my favorite is Gary Oldman. He's my favorite. Bram Dra- Stoker's. Bram Stoker's okay. Dracula is my favorite. Not my, f- not, yeah, it's my favorite because of his arc, because that's the one, even though it's not, it's a little closer, it's a little close to the actual story of the book. But, and it's very tragic, that oh, version Oh, yeah. Of it. It's so sad. Like, you feel bad for Dracula. Yeah. You're like, oh, man, like, no, go, Mina, go with him. Like, come on. Yeah, and, not with this fuck fake Harker. gray-haired dude like, with a shitty him. accent. Yeah, man, fuck him. Like, I ultimate hope- cuck. <laughs> um, but is Jonathan Harker also- <laughs> the ultimate cuck? He yeah. is. You know, it's funny. I actually said that last night. Really? He we did. He did say that. Yes. He did say that. I think, too, and the, the movie I chose, it is the one that he's not as, like, I hate to say dumb. He's not as, uh, oh, what's going on here? Like, he went in knowing what was happening. Who, who Harker? Harker. Yeah, so every Dracula, Harker's completely different. He's not even, he's some that he's not even in, some that he, so the story, Bram Stoker, you know, there, there are characters that we follow, that there's a certain formula in the novel, in the book, in the story, where then once it started to become made as movies and film, They've changed them yeah, so many uh, times. The epistolary nature of that book mm-hmm. is not Correct. something that you could. <laughs> yeah, at yeah. least at least in what we think of now or did at the time, mm-hmm. I think you could probably do a pretty literal adaptation of the book yeah. now with like. Well, and they did actually a good job who, in Bram Stoker's yeah, Dracula. Yeah, because Dracula. you know there's the typewriter that Mina's yeah. doing her diary yeah. entries, mm-hmm. the diary of Jonathan Harker. He's right. putting stuff down. Doctor Seward is recording all his stuff. Yeah, and you see on... it also too, like the the physical, like you see them writing it, and it's in this the cinematography in that movie is like. French oh yeah, kiss. it's a wonderful. But work. it's my. But if you really want to understand why it's such a tragic character i think that is the the epitome it comes from the story of the book it really is like he it's is, a pretty faithful adaptation he is cursed with this he's living with this he finds his love he's again. lonely he's totally lonely and he's just trying to like in in the in the movie i chose you see it he's like he has somebody it's taken away he has somebody else he's it's taken away okay i'll have somebody else it's taken away he's just trying to he's well, just and, trying and to have that's a friend. what we can relate to. that's the thing about bram stoker's dracula too though that there is one line because a, a lot of the love story that takes place in bram stoker's dracula is not really it's not really found real. yeah in, in the in book bram stoker's book that's actually something that really starts to become apparent in the dan curtis mm-hmm. jack palance dracula this idea that Mina is a reincarnation of, 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 of his love of Dracula's whoever. love. Mm-hmm. Now, there are certain elements that Francis Ford Coppola and I'm trying to think who's the screenwriter on that one. James Hart. OK, yeah. James V. Hart. Yeah. Uh, that he kind Hart. Of, that he incorporated <gasps> into blood. his screenplay. You know, there's a lot of things that they went back to the source material. And just like Bram Stoker was was inspired by the actual life of Vlad Tepish. Uh, you know they include That's some Vlad of that in there, the and then they steal of all home. of well, yes, Vlad Dracul. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of things that they they kind of took from that Dan Curtis Dracula as well. But there's a line in Bram Stoker's Dracula that does come directly from the book, and it's the thing that I think that 
makes it conceivable and believable that you could have this love story arc, which is, like I said, not originally in the book, but when um, the vampire vixens are basically trying to kind of have their way with Jonathan Harker and Dracula kind of bursts in, which is another scene that, you know, does kind of pop up in a lot of the different adaptations and everything of Dracula defending Harker from the vampire vixens Mm -hmm. because he's mine. Um, The vampire vixens say to him, well, you know, you don't understand. You've been dead too long. You haven't loved. And he's like, oh, no, I, too, can love. So this notion that, you know, this character can still love, even though he is supposed to be a, you know, heartless, soulless blood demon from hell. Right. He still has the capacity to love. And it's just that that little grain that's in Bram Stoker's novel that gets extrapolated upon in a lot of the film adaptations. And not just the adaptations of Dracula in other adaptations, too, like the even the Twilight Uh. stuff, like we're joking about it, but like. The, the yeah, humanity, I mean, there's the humanity that of is it. still the yeah. glimmer. And Rice, taken you know, away. really harps oh, yeah. on that quite Absolutely. a bit. You know, the interview with the vampire and all 100%. the vampire chronicles. Mm-hmm. You know, she kind of plays on this loneliness nature, and that the only thing that makes the endless decades and centuries of existence tolerable is the interactions that they have and the love that they have right for, for each other well i mean lestat made louis for himself to right. have a friend i mean it's yeah. like that there's it's that's what so the we're whole all thing is for. we're all pining for mm-hmm. a connection with somebody just Correct. like dracula is yeah. who has gone to the ends of the earth to try to find it right and that's kind of an endearing and well, enduring, but also endearing quality. It's tragic, it's quality. tragic right. Well, I mean, he he has to make someone like him so that they would live forever like him. Oh, so that's it's kind of a toxic yeah, relationship. Yeah, it's really sad because it's like, well, in order for me, because I'm living forever, and in order for me to love you forever... I'm gonna have to make you mean. Yeah. So like it works on multiple levels. Yeah. That's incredible. Who wants well, to yeah. live knowing forever. that, Jamie, what movie do you think our audience or an audience needs to see? What movie have you brought to the table? <laughs> it is the horror of Dracula. This is the story of Dracula. A creature who destroys all whom he touches. Dracula the terrifying, the feared, who sleeps in the tombs of the dead by day and arises at night to inflict his terror upon the innocent and the unsuspecting. You must help me. You must. You're my only hope. You must. I'll help you. How do you destroy a fiend who has so far proven himself indestructible? Those who come to end his reign of terror stay to become his victims. Castle Dracula is someone here in Klausenburg. Will you tell me how I get there? You ordered a meal, sir. As an innkeeper, it's my duty to serve you. When you've eaten, I ask you to go and leave us in peace. This is the doctor who dares to challenge the vampire Dracula. This is the anguished man who fears for the lives of his beloved, the girl who is his sister, and the one that is his wife. Dracula, the bedeviled master of all that is evil. Uh, The Horror of Dracula was made in 1958, uh, starring the late, great, amazing... 
Oh, yeah, thanks. I was pulling it up. Uh, directed by uh, Terrence Fisher, written by uh, Jimmy San. Is it? Sangster. Sangster, yeah. Peter Cushion, Michael Groff. Guff. Uh, oh, sorry. I, I never, I I I never always, know how to say his name. I always want to say go. I know. Some I'm people Mr. say gal, but yeah, Guys, Goff. It's, it's, Guff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's the guy from Batman. Um, <laughs> Alfred it's from Alfred Batman. Alfred from Batman. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <gasps> You know, Hashtag full in circle. those like Elseworld Batman comics, Alfred actually makes out of like ash wood specialty balanced like wooden daggers that Batman stakes me, but they have a core of silver in them. You it's are awesome. not wrong. Um, and of course, the amazing Christopher Lee guys mm-hmm. as as our Dracul. Um, what John, is this movie about? I'll tell you. I don't think anybody jo- knows what Dracula is about. <laughs> it's about. This guy who like has fangs and like bites people. Uh, John, he tried to sell insurance to people. (laughs) This one is actually a little different. Um, Jonathan Harker rouses the heir of Dracula after accepting a job at the Dracula's vampire's house under the false (laughs) pretenses. Doctor Van Helsing embarks on a hunt for the predatory vampire when he targets Harker's loved ones. Why it's great, dot, 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 because... <laughs> no, you don't, well, you don't have to really say that. I know, but, I'm kidding. Um, I'm just messing a little, with you. A little peek behind the curtain <laughs> for our audience. <laughs> um, no, I... Uh, when you guys came to me and you're like, hey, choose a movie. I have been... I teach film... And I have been teaching, um, I teach film for for a long time now, and I teach a little thing called uh, form and content, right? So you have the form and the content. Form changes, content stays. So teaching film, you're like, okay, well, what's a content that is consistent? And that is the story of Dracula. Dracula has more, there's, the, there's more movies made of the character of Dracula than any other movie, more than yeah. Frankenstein, more than... More James than Star Bond, Wars, more than more James than Bond, anything. There's more Dracula, vampire-esque stories than anything else. Isn't so, that kind of amazing that if you kind of pick like the mm-hmm. one story that's been told in film mm-hmm. more than any other, in film, it's Dracula film. Well, that's why I love that. Mm-hmm. The idea of why. Why is that the reason? And I think it's because it's, well, there's so much folklore that's different, yeah. right? So um, we go through the way I I teach it too, we I teach it through all of the elements of film, like from silent movies to talkies to color, which is where horror of Dracula come from, to the special effects, which is Bram Stoker's Dracula, then to like pop culture, which is where Twilight comes from, right? We all know that sunlight kills vampires, but not at Twilight. It mm-hmm. makes them sparkle. Like it's like, what? Well, so, not in the original Bram Stoker novel either. Yes, oh, really? that's correct. Yeah, Bram Stoker, he could walk in the daytime. Oh, that's, and, but his energy but is his diminished. But his energy is diminished, correct? right. It's not, his natural, not his natural time. Yes. So there are all of these. There, I don't think there's like one specific rule except that they drink blood. Like that, I think that's the only thing that's across the board. Um, so with, with this, the horror of Dracula... Which is one of the one of the main reasons why I do love this movie is the color. So when we talk about form and content, the 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 form of this this is the first Dracula that we have in movie history that has the 
blood. That we talk about the blood. I mean, isn't that even in the opening credits of the opening movie? Opening credits, yeah, right? it dropped. Yeah, so the opening credits is that 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 beautiful music that we have, and then uh, it it comes. It's the castle, and then it goes to the door, and then it cuts to the actual uh, coffin. It says Dracula, and then the blood is so red, yeah. such a vibrant argento hum- red. Yeah, argento red, and it drips and like you could hear the drip of it and almost like drips into a cross chris and i watched it last night we were like oh my god it's a cross something i didn't really notice before but hammer movies especially in this movie too the colors in hammer movies are just so spectacular saturated saturated. sumptuous that's a great word say that again Saturated and sumptuous. Thank you, Chris. They're, they're very rich. I yeah. mean, they're very vibrant. <laughs> yeah. they're, it's like it's beautiful to see that mm-hmm. era's. I don't know that that movie was shot. I don't think it was shot in Technicolor, but I don't know what it was I don't shot know. with. Maybe honestly, you know what? Probably so, Eastman. Yeah, some kind of Eastman stock, just like gorgeous, vibrant. It's so it's such a pretty movie, and yeah. so the so colors we that we my see. Great uncle for that. Thanks, Chris Holcomb's uncle. Kevin Eastman, creator of the Ninja Turtles. No, that's not my uncle. Oh, oh he's your yeah. great uncle. He's a no. Bergie Contner. He's a cinematographer, and he actually worked for Kodak for a good long time. And he was one of the people that helped perfect Technicolor. No shit. No shit. It's sad. Why isn't he on the show? Yeah, because he's dead. Um... Why don't we get a fucking Ouija board <laughs> and conjure him from? Well, his son is still alive, and that's the one that was the cinematographer on Jaws Three. Why isn't he on the show? Call him right now. <laughs> I'll call. I'll, I'll call Jimmy. We're going to call him live on the hey, air. And Jimmy. get a rejection. <laughs> He's like, are you doing that shit? Like, oh, okay, no. I already did Jaws 3 once. I don't want to relive it for <laughs> fuck's Stuart. sake. Bye. See you at Christmas. He also did Monkey Shines. Oh. Then why am I here? Bye, guys. Uh, bye. Thanks, so Thanks much. for coming, by the way. So Horror much. Dracula. See you later. It's really pretty blood. Bye. <laughs> bye. Well, because we're talking about vampires. 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 Um, another reason why... I do appreciate this movie is this is the first time we actually see the sexualization of Dracula. I was going to say, and I, I just want to mm-hmm. throw this out there because I was trying do. to find a place to say this, but I <laughs> do like, it. I just, okay. I also feel that Dracula is kind of like, um, has a, has a great uh, crossover uh, vibe. So, you know, like Motley Crue comes out with yeah. Shout at the Devil, and they're like, yeah! And then they go, home sweet home, and suddenly all these like soccer moms are like, I fucking love Motley Crue! Oh my god, these guys actually care about their girlfriends or wives, and, you know, they don't like not bathe and let girls puke on their pubes and call a, a Guns N' Roses album after it, you know, like... But and after I let them bang me, on. they can use their hairspray. <laughs> yeah, and let them come on my back. It but, was so great. <laughs> Too much? No, okay, that's exactly so what happened. Um, and that's I was how the born. gel happened. Yeah, that's where that. But hair they gel. have this crossover, and I think you know it's so funny to think that like horror, which tends to be a niche, right? Uh, you know, audience Poor girls get raped and murdered all the time. And right? Like, yeah, but, let's go. But see for it some more. reason, so Dracula motley crude it. Suddenly, totally um, did. lips go up against women's necks. It yep. becomes sensual, and suddenly women are like, "Oh, this is fucking hot. This yeah. is sexy." Like it crosses over and it becomes totally this kind of over. thing. 
I think it's this, about the seduction. It's, the sex. You're exactly the sex. Right. It's it is. It's all guys. It's all about. It's all. I don't about know the if sex. it's That's about. I mean, want. yes, it's what leads to sex, but I, no, I still the, think I'm sorry, there's a the, difference not the between hardcore sex. It's no, the, not the penis seduction vagina. and no. sex. Yeah. You know, it's like the anticipation, the foreplay. That's where it's all. You lies. guys, I'm just letting you know, as the resident lady of this table. That's what it's all about. Okay. So when you go home, Kara, if you're listening, you're welcome. <laughs> Moist. Chris Holcomb, I hope you're listening. <laughs> all right. So, uh, what? <laughs> I th- uh, sorry, well I with <laughs> it's about right. This is we don't see the love interest as much in this one, but what we see is like the first person. So Harker. In all the other Draculas thus far, Harker has been the either the second person to go. Renfield, who is one of my absolute favorite characters of all time, God bless him, he's not in this at all. So Renfield's the first person that goes over to uh, to Dracula. He wants to buy Carfax Abbey. He wants to go to London. He wants to buy London and come and like, wreak havoc on London. But in this horror, horror of Dracula... Har- the the character of Harker knows what Dracula is already. There's no surprise. There's no like, I got these mosquito bites on my neck. What's going on? Yeah. In th- right, Transylvania. So he goes in knowing what Dracula is, going to go in to kill him. So Harker is actually a vampire hunter, hunter instead from- of being a lawyer like he is in Correct. the books and a lot of the other right. movies. Okay. He comes in and he's... Uh, and Christopher Lee... Who's one of my heroes, and I'm sure you guys too. He's been, I think, yeah, he's played Dracula like a hundred times. He, he is, I think he only has like 10 lines in this whole movie. Yeah, I want to say like 16 (laughs) lines of dialogue. And he only talks in that one scene with Harker. (laughs) Yeah. So he's, he's such a presence. He's more of a presence. So I we mean, the epitome of tall, dark, and handsome. We, yes, yeah. and we we see him. The first the first person we see Harker see is this woman, and she's dressed in like this Grecian kind of outfit. So it's so you out can kind of see place. a titties. Yeah, <laughs> her boob is a real nice. And There's so, cleavage in this movie. There's <laughs> a lot of titties. 1950s cleavage. That's why people watch <laughs> That's these it. things. It's, about it's the always boobies. about sex. Guys, listen. It's always, always about penis and vagina. You're welcome. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you. But dude, so I just said titties. That's not the same thing as penis and vagina. <laughs> no, it really is all that. Foreplay, remember, Chris? Um, Four. <laughs> <laughs> Any hooters? Um, so yeah, you're right. When, it's all about the hooters. It is. So we Harker sees this woman, and she's like, "Please help me! You have to keep me away from him. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> help me!" And he's like, Ugh. "With this really, he always all the Harkers though have these weird, cre- like goofy, like oh, I'll help you kind of yeah smiles. They're just, them they're just doofuses. Yeah, yeah. Is 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 Harker Michael? No, 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 no. Arthur Holmwood. He's okay, Arthur okay, Holmwood. Okay. Arthur Holmwood. Arthur Holmwood. Which okay. is, yeah, in this adaptation, 
don't try to follow along. Just go, okay, that's who it is. It, they're very different. It's all over the, the place. St- um, yeah. yeah. All over the place. Just take it for what it is yeah. instead of like trying to think, you know, I know Wait the story. No, you don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that the cowboy? No, it's not. Um, so uh, my choo-choo train of thought left the building. Where was I talking about? Well, he about? sees this Titties. woman. He's like a, yeah, and, yeah, thank and you. she's like, help me. I yeah, need your help. Yeah, she's helping me. And he's like, oh, don't worry. I'll help you. And then she, and he's like, you got to get me out of here. And he's like, okay. And he's, he knows where Dracula is. So he's kind of like, dude, I'll, uh, don't worry. I got you. I'll help you. So she hugs him. And then we see the fangs come out of her. Oh, shit. And then when she goes to go and like try to bite him, uh, that's when the and we we cut to and we see Christopher Lee coming through that archway up the steps. So that's the first time we see him up there, and he like chases her way, and she goes away, and he's like, "Sorry about that." <laughs> and the is like, "Okay, bitches be crazy." <laughs> Sorry about that, bitches be crazy. He's like, "I know, I'm right." And they dab each other, and then credits, and that's it. <laughs> That's it. And it was really short. It was really weird. It's kind of a weird movie. Yeah. <laughs> they like free. They jumped in the air, freeze, freeze frame. frames. <laughs> Kicking their feet up. Kicking their yeah, feet up. It was so great. His very, cape goes very out. Very growing pains, like yeah. jumping off of them. Um, so, any hooters? The, uh, yeah, so that's the first time we see Dracula is that he's scaring off this woman who tried to bite this guy. And you're like, hey, yeah. So like, uh, hey, and he's like, hey, um, sorry about that. We'll take you to your room now. Harker knows who Dracula is, but but he's Dra- playing it like Dracula oh, doesn't know. I'm going to Har- be your librarian, right? Yeah. And Dracula doesn't know that he knows, right? I don't know that you know that I know. One of got those it, things. Got it. And then Harker sets up his room, and then he has his girlfriend, his fiance's picture, Lucy, and he's like, oh, and then. He, uh, Dracula sees the picture and he's like, "Oh, may I?" He's like, "Yeah, sure." And he's like, "Oh," and he's in in he's like intrigued by Lucy. And he's like, "Who's this? This is my fiance, Lucy." Huh? Very nice. And then that's it. So then, cut to things happen. Um, we see Harker writing in his diary and his voiceover, telling us, telling the audience. I'm I here will, to do what it. Is right, right. Rid the world of yeah. this evil for once and for Correct. all. Correct. Now, and what? so he goes to goes down to kill Dracula. But one of the biggest flubs, I think, uh-huh. in uh, one of the s- cinematic history, is that he goes. He has the stake. He goes down and he sees Dracula in his coffin and the girl in his coffin. The girl's and, in his coffin, too? No, 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 they're man, both in the coffin. Man, Damn, crushing An undead puss. <laughs> <laughs> but they fell asleep, so they're just stuck like PVJ, <laughs> stuck inside they of each other. They were scissoring each other. Each other. They're scissoring. just like in the coffin. Doesn't no, really Chris, they both have the same, the different coffins. But instead of like just like, going to- Lucy. Dr- <laughs> <laughs> instead of just going to go kill Dracula, Ba-ba-loo. he goes and kills a girl. Why doesn't he kill Dracula I think instead? He, I think he feels bad for the chick. Do you think? I think it's so. It's because he loves Dracula. I think he wants to he kinda wants gay. to be a Dracula. I mean, Harker does look kind of gay in this movie. Do you think Hella that gay. the homosexual subtext is present in this film? <laughs> no. no? Okay. No, I don't. Just I do, me then. <laughs> I do a little bit in the Bram Stoker's, like, I think that there is a... In, Maybe they play it, play yeah, it up a little more. Yeah, they play more, a little bit more. Or at in, least create an ambiguity about it. 
Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Has there ever been... A gay Dracula? A gay Dracula? No. no and I, I don't... Mean- I don't know. Well, there needs... I mean, no. I don't know. I mean, other than Interview with the Vampire. I was That's like... Not, it's I not was really like a Lestat. Dracula. But, like, has there been... Chris, any thoughts on that? Do you think uh, in film has there been a gay vampire? No, yes, yeah. there have been yes. gay vampires, like but what? not a gay what Dracula. Uh, in Roman Polanski's uh, fearless, vampire fearless vampire killers, yeah, the son of Count uh, Krolock, uh-huh. Ferdy Main's character. Yeah, his son is most definitely gay. What about um, yeah, Transylvania? But... That's a movie. That's a, like an indie movie from a few years ago. I don't think I saw yeah, that. but is it a? Dr- but see, like here's, no, but Dracula here's the thing. Specifically. Like, well, specifically here, the context Dracula. of a man feeding on another man. Yeah, whether we overtly want to explore that subvertly. The subtext is there. Okay. Okay. The sure. idea of a man feeding on another man is going to create that gay subtext, whether we accept it or not. And even in like Victorian times, with, yeah. which, which, you know, that's where Bram Stoker's stuff came from, uh, I, I think it, it's there that it's going to enter into the mind of the reader, or in, as it gets translated into film, I think it's going to exist in the mind of the viewer. Okay. At that so it's point. like 100%. Well, you, I. I bring think, it in, you get it out. I think, huh, right? Like yeah. you. Well, if you're Put bringing in, that in, you're going to be able to get that out of the uh, story. I think so too. I mean, he he once Harker, at least in Heart of Dracula, and most of them once Harker kills that concubine, I guess if you want to call her, and she like he goes, and she dies and she becomes old, and he's like, oh my god. Well, he kills her. It wakes Dracula up. He's like, fucking bitch, you killed my bitch. I'm going to make you my bitch now. <laughs> and so that's what he does. That's what he says, but they cut it out. So of the Dracula's movie. really about making bitches. Yeah. 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 But he does. He, and, and just like you said, there, there is a, there is something sensual about getting bit on the neck. Yeah. You know, and even man to man doesn't matter. It's still that getting bit. Like, I mean, you could bite him anywhere and suck his blood, done, but why the neck, yeah, you know? right. So there's something very, you know, when you're making out with someone, you're like, uh-huh, get him on the neck. Hickeys, <laughs> yeah. where are hickeys, boys and girls? Usually on the neck. On the inside of my thigh. That's where I leave them so no one could find them, okay. but that's the difference. Sorry, guys. But- uh, In between the toes. <laughs> that's- That's where I put my heroin. Oh, those are just track <laughs> that's marks. That's just track marks, okay. guys. I, look, I had a we different love life. We learned a lot- <laughs> We learn a lot here at Destiny Driving, but anyway, why do you think the end of it's purple? Jeez! Oh, that's why. Gross. Um, but he does. He goes for Harker, and then when Van Helsing comes, and who's Van? <laughs> when Van Helsing who, comes, our our beautiful, wonderful, terrific Van Helsing. Who's that? Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing. Everybody Cushing. loves a good Cushing Peter Cushing. Cushing. Mm-hmm. More Cushing for the pushing. I just said that, Chris. Is and that what you just said? I just said okay. that. Before we get- <laughs> <laughs> I just want to ask, too, is is this the first Dracula movie where Dracula has fangs? That's a great... Um, that we see. Yeah. Yes. Bella doesn't have fangs. Bella does Bella not have fangs. Have fangs. <sighs> I can't say yes because there's the supposed been like vampire, vampire in London After Midnight, which is a famous lost film yes. that that 
and uh, also Lon I mean, Chaney. Lon Chaney Sr. Yeah. did and everything. The pictures that they have of him, he does have a mouthful of fans. But they're more like shark teeth. Yeah, yeah and also, I mean, you can also go to Nosferatu, which they kind of look like He's fangs. got little rat teeth. He has teeth. the little rat teeth. And those... But, I guess, okay. But I think the iconic, that's one of the reasons Canines. why I chose this film was because it had a lot of the first. Had the first that... <laughs> And if I make that sound, you know what I'm talking about. That face, that... that oh, you're talking out. about the yeah. scene from the movie. Christopher yeah. <laughs> Lee comes in to defend yeah. Harker, from, Harker the from the Vixen. There's a huge hiss, and he's got yep. those bloodshot, bloodshot contacts. Eyes, and the yeah. fangs are out, and it's just... It's scary. It's actually well, one of the... Because you go from like the very, very sexualized scene where she's nuzzling up against right. Harker's neck, and then all um, of a sudden so, you get this... So, what the... Like, yeah. stark close-up of Christopher Lee's face with the blood all over yeah. his mouth. And he's huge, too. I mean, Christopher Lee is... How tall is he? He was like... Six, he was six, a five. monster. <laughs> he was 110 feet tall. He was so Light big. coming out of his eyes and his <laughs> mouth. Yeah, he was huge. And so this image of this huge one, Christopher Lee tall huge guy and that iconic because well, he's handsome and dapper yes, earlier yes. now all of a sudden he's this feral thing yeah not a human and blood we it's the first time we see red blood, blood red on blood face. on his face <sighs> and he hasn't eaten it's just he's covered it's in just blood. coming out of him <laughs> The eyes, his eyes are blood, blood shed. Shot. Yeah, yeah. And so when he runs after Harker, you're like, "Oh shit, he's gonna like." It's that "oh shit" moment. But he well, takes he the girl. Her. He takes the girl. Yeah. And this is the first time we see that. We see him being brutal to the woman. We see him being a like a, a, a complete bully I, to these people because yeah. Bella was uh, was more of a hypnotist and did it with it like you have to be hungarian right in double jointed in double jointed um we never really see that physical the physicality of the brutalness of dracula this is it this is the first time this is the first time we see him as not a man but a A monster yeah a a monster monster. Mm -hmm. he's a monster and there's not and even when he comes to lucy when he comes to uh, seduce Lucy, and when he seduces Mina as well, there's a um, Stribling, Melissa Stribling. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. right. She plays Mina. She has this great scene. It's this great close-up of, and she does it so well. It's the, I'm so scared, but I'm so attracted, and I don't know why. Of all of those, like, no, I don't, I can't, but... But I must. Yeah, but I must, but I can't. Please stop this. And there is... Because he hypnotized. Huh? It's how you were the first night together. That's how you mesmerized your (laughs) wife. (laughs) That is correct. I love you, you're pretty. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I thought it was the two-drink minimum. (laughs) (laughs) Minimum, guys. Minimum. Um, but they yeah, met at side splitters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks, side splitters. <laughs> Our new sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> How long have we been together now? Thanks, side splitters. Uh, um, years? Sure, that's longer that's than right. side splitters. Yeah, thanks. Um, so I, there is a lot of firsts in this movie, and I think that this is the this is where we see, and I it's named perfectly the horror 
of Dracula. It's the scariness of him. It's not just the weird guy with a lot of money, the count, right? Sure. It's not just like he's being, you know, in, in Bela Lugosi's, he's invited into the house. Yeah, aristocracy. He's yeah. an aristocrat. Yeah, he's aristocrat. And and that's when we've, uh, Van Helsing in there does his little like mirror trick. The, yeah. You know, the, the mirror thing and he does the little tricks. But he's invited into the house, which again is... Drac is vampire folklore. You yeah. have to be invited in. Sure. Um, there's a there's so much folklore that give and take ebb and flows depending on what you see. But with maybe this even one, in the Hammer films. Oh, a hundred percent. Oh, absolutely. Dracula yeah. dies twelve times. <laughs> there's twelve Draculas. It's like is it the a, same Dracula. A million ways to kill Dracula. Yeah. In this movie. All yeah. of a sudden, you just have a little vampire bat come in, take a bloody yeah. shit all over his well, ashes, <laughs> and it reconstitutes into Christopher Lee. And it's like, that, damn, that he looks is good. Actually, uh, that's one magic. of the Dracula movies. There's no, it, at least in this one, there's no animals. There, he doesn't change into anything. Yeah, in this I guess one. they got rid of all the bats and all the. There's all no the bats. They have it in the budget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, just... I think that was probably a production I decision. I guarantee it yeah. was. Yeah. But there were certain other things that they did sort of include that I thought was like a little bit interesting from a story standpoint because they go through and say like, "Well, that's a common misconception," yeah. but actually, no, it's not. I mean, Van Helsing. Van Helsing, says when this. he's talking to himself on the yeah, he's recording, recording himself. And by again, by Van Helsing, we're talking about Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing. Peter motherfucking Cushing. Who He's let's, the best. We should talk about him oh, yeah, a, a little bit. Let's chat real quick because we yeah. don't have much time. Pete, but Pete. Yeah, the, it's a, the end of the world. A, Pete. A Pete. Pete Cushing. <laughs> Peter this Cushing. Is, is, this is the this start is of his, his renaissance? Is this his first? Not renaissance. No, no. This is his first Van Helsing. So Hammer first. Um, he had already played Dr. Frankenstein. Dracula. Yep. That's so, right. Curse yep. of Frankenstein, which this wasn't Peter Cushing's first Hammer, Hammer film no. either. He had already made um, The Abominable Snowman prior to this. But um, I love Cushing. He did play cheekbones. Yeah, those cheekbones. God, so yeah. Absolutely. So great. Yeah. He has like Bone one of the most interesting so profiles in oh, all so of good. cinematic. But I was thinking about it, it the other night when I was watching him and I was just kind of like God, he's so would you imagine touching him? I just want like to touch touching his face. his face. Like, wouldn't it be? Wouldn't she be like kind of weirded out? He seems like he's probably a slight man, like yeah. small. Well, yeah. compared to Christopher Pack. Lee, everybody is. Too. Yeah, yeah. I How feel many? Like... They did twenty-two movies together. That's wild. Peter Cushing and, and Chris besties. Lee, and they were besties. Yeah, they oh, did know twenty-two. They saw some shit. Oh, absolutely. Oh, but I mean, they were best friends so they were like and doing this movie without I mean, that him should yeah, also yeah. be kind of said yeah. that they were gentle they weren't peter o'toole richard harrison no. it. Yeah. at least no. that we know <laughs> oh i hope they were just they were, a little they were bit. dirtier than <laughs> those two a little bit but i yeah and peter cushing comes in as van helsing and he has this this era about him that you can't not trust him and yeah. even though that um author homewood uh which is uh, Michael Groff. Guff. 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 See, There's no R of, in there. No, I, well, I want to put an R. Uh, Michael Guff. You just want to say Josh Groff. I do, yeah. Josh Groff. Um, yeah. Our new sponsor. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. He's like, hey, guys. Um, he, he comes in and he's like, no one really trusts him because he is, he is a doctor, but he's not. He's an outsider. He is an outsider. Um, he sent. Parker out on this journey 
and Harker knew what was going to happen, like what could happen. So I feel like he he's like, oh, damn, that guy died on my watch. I got to go. I got to go fix this. And um, how at least in this story, it's told that Van Helsing isn't doesn't come up. I mean, we don't see Peter Cushion until like, like 20 minutes, yeah, 30 like minutes, 30 in. minutes. Yeah, because yeah. we have to see Harker's story first. And then Harker turns into a vampire, gets taken, because he kills Dracula's only friend, yeah. the girl. So now you will be my friend. Yeah. And so he becomes a friend. Yeah, but he was already bit, too, because the girl did bite him. Yes. And he knew, he's like, oh, mm-hmm. he's fuck, like, oh, I've been man. bit. And he's like, I know what happens next. So before I turn, I've got to go and kill mm-hmm. her and Dracula, but... Too late. And Dracula's like to Harker. He's like, Have you ever heard of docking? (laughs) And Harker's like, Yeah, I love docking. That's my fave. Are you kidding me? Breaking the chains that bind you. And Christopher Lee's like, Yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Come into my coffin. (laughs) Come lay with me. All over it. Come all over it. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) that's how he keeps it moist. That's how he keeps it moist. Like a Duncan Hines cake. (laughs) So gross. Yeah, I mean, I love Peter Cushing and as Van Helsing because we, uh, Chris and I were talking about this last night, uh, laying in bed talking about Dracula. That's what we do. <laughs> it is we have a great relationship. Uh, it is the one of the very few Van Helsings that are not. He's not crazy. Yeah, like, like Anthony all of the Hopkins other, plays him uh, like he a plays fucking him crazy. weirdo. Yeah, um, and also in in. Uh, Todd Browning, my hero, freaks. Yes, yep. Todd Browning's Dracula too. He's kind of so this outsider. Sloan, yeah, right. he's not this outsider. Like the first time we see him, he's playing with carnivorous plants. Like he's just like this weird <laughs> yeah, guy. Just so weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, huh. And then this Van Helsing, Peter Cushing comes in. And he's a gentleman. He has an authority. He does, and he's like he's not crazy. He's driven, but there's also a compassionate side. Well, to there's him. an elegance. That's what you said last. Yeah. There's an elegance to him. Like when he's. Um, when Hark, when, uh, uh, Har- uh, what's his face? Homewood. Homewood, thank you. Homewood. 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 When Homewood is like, oh shit, okay, Mina got bit, she, I got, it. whatever you got to do to, to help me to fix that. He does the blood transfusion. And even in that moment, it's like, it's almost like a ballet. Like he, the way he pulls the, the needle out. It's so Yeah, it's props elegant. Cushing at his best. Yeah, apparently, oh, Chris told me yeah, this Yeah, Peter too. Cushing was known by most of the production staff in Hammer Films as props Cushing. If you watch any, He would always upstage all the other actors by having some sort of hand prop to play with. Yeah, he's, one of ne- my he's, favorite never things, qui- he's never quiet with his hands. One of my favorite things to watch in, in film and television are... The, now, there are actors who, like Peter Cushing, mm-hmm. are... They they handle their props. It's right. an extension of them. Mm-hmm. They do their thing. Then there are actors who are good actors, but they are just like fumble-handed dipshits. Must, must act. Yes, <laughs> and they don't know. Yeah. I watch Save it all mine. the time. You guys <laughs> so want to hear a funny example of who does that? This is, this is so stupid. Uh, I, we always watch Saved by the Bell. Same, love. Mark Paul Gosler <laughs> cannot... Figure out. It's like he can't be bothered to freeze his props. He can't do it. So if you watch that show, notice how he closes his locker or holds his books. Everything's always spilling out and not for comedic effect. He, it, he just it, he's just like somebody Awkward hands it to him and he's like, oh, now, you know, the, the thing 
actors love is to have something to do sure. instead of just talk in a scene. Right. The, like, and I think the best actors do know how to use a pen mm-hmm. in a scene mm-hmm. or to have a prop and to use it to give themselves something more to do. Not just say lines. Yes. And I love that. But I also <laughs> love it when actors just power through the scene by being complete fumbling dipshits. It's one of my favorite things to watch it's so great. for. Look it's so for great. it in movies. Anybody who's listening, look for it and yep. you will start to see. Mm-hmm. The difference between a dude who can hit his mark and carry a stack of books mm-hmm. um, and look like a fucking gorilla, like King Kong's dipshit brother falling through a bunch of bricks. Well, actually, that's Conga, which Michael yes, Gu- Michael yes, Guff was in that movie, too. So You can see Conga, mm. or you can see this beautiful fluid motion of King Kong. Anyway, Peter Cushing is definitely one of those guys who... Oh, everything could, he does. Christopher he's Lee so, as well. Yes, and I... Yeah, and even his Dracula, too. It's that there's a there's a grace about yeah. both of them. And for such a large man to be as graceful as he is, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's another... I mean, even in the violence, when he's manhandling... Yeah, when he's when he's manhandling the, the, the girl in the beginning, it's like this one, two, one, two. And it's still like... You're like, no, don't hurt her. But also, it looks like a... You're just going to sweep her up. Well, there's a at the end when he takes Mina away and he's carrying Mina. There is this like I want I want him to hold me like that. Yeah, it's like, like a fluid. The, yeah, there's scoop this fluid that, scoopness yeah. about it. But he's also like a hundred feet tall and she's not. So I think there's like you're a little baby in my hands because I'm so big. <laughs> well, let me ask but, you, Jamie. Do you think that this movie? And it, not that this matters. This really doesn't matter in the way our the show works. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, how do you think this would play for a modern audience? Well, she can. Tell I you do exactly. it. Yeah. So when I I teach, like I said before, I teach film, and I teach this is the I I teach uh, Nosferatu for our silent error. Then we go to talkies, which I teach with uh, the Brump, um, nope Universal's Dracula which is the first universal movie with sound, right? So when we talk about talkies, we talk about that one. Then we go to our, then we uh, talk about, hey, color happened in film. Horror of Dracula is the first time we see blood. So I show this when we talk about form and content. So the forms are different content as Dracula. Okay, so you have a boner for Dracula. I don't. I don't. I didn't think I did because... I'm all like if I had to choose werewolf or vampire, I'm all for werewolf 100%. But because there's so much Dracula to be seen and study, it was easier to to do from a content. So when I um with this one, my students watch it and this is their and and then we watch Bram Stoker, Keanu Reeves, uh, Gary Oldman's Dracula for special effects. So that's kind of like the four we watch. Um but with this one they like it the least, which oh. I think is funny. Their favorite one, and I take this poll every year, is Nosferatu. I know. I don't know why. It's their favorite one, and I think it's because to them it's the creepiest one. Um, but this one is they like it's this one, Gary Ullman. I'm sorry, it's usually Nosferatu, Gary Ullman. Uh, Universal, and then this one, or wow. this one, Universal. So like dr- both of them. Okay, Hammer are, Dracula plays almost dead last. It depends. Like both of this, this and Universal usually. It's in like, the bottom. Half. It's in the bottom half, and I think it's because 
it, the, the way the story is told, and we talked about this, it doesn't clip. It's a little slow. Yeah. So it doesn't clip along. Like It's like, okay, we got it. Okay, well, and at this point, go. too, they've already seen two versions of Dracula. Right. And there's some, some pretty significant departures in this story mm-hmm. than what you get. I mean, you know, right. there are much more similarity between Nosferatu mm-hmm. and Bela Lugosi. Right. And then when you start to move into this one, Jimmy Sangster's script is very, very different because... Bela Lugosi's Dracula is an adaptation of the Hamilton Dean, right. John Balderson script, script. which was mm-hmm. the one that they did on Broadway. That right. Made right. 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 Famous. right, right, right. And it's more, and it is more theatrical, right? Yeah. The, the, the Bela Lugosi is very theatrical. But this hammer is It is so cinematic. theatric. It's so it's cinematic, cinematic though. It's cinematic, yeah. The gorgeous it's, colors, like we said, and the so costume that's design. What they, that's usually what they like. They respond it's, to it's that. It's eye candy. Yeah. So they're like, we love the colors are so good. Cinematography is really cool. The 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 locations are cool. Like it's in color. So it's something pretty to look at. They like the blood. They usually laugh. They're like, dude, that blood is so fake. I'm like, I know, but we never saw blood. Spoiler, it's always fake. <laughs> it's never real except that one movie, and we're not allowed to see that anymore. <laughs> But I tell them, like, this is the first time we were able to physically see that blood, so they made it saturated. So um, modern movie, modern, like, at least high school students, they appreciate it for what it is. Um, well, that's they, nice to hear. Yeah, they do. They And I, I teach, like, not film kids. Like, I teach... Oh, this is a fine arts credit, so I'm going to sit in easy A. But then by the end of the kids are like, actually, uh, Gary Oldman's uh, uh, portrayal as Dracula. I was like, whatever, dork. Look at you saying portrayal. You're um, a fucking film it, scholar it, now. I really <laughs> like when Sirius Black turned into like the hot vampire. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, so when this movie came out, it played like gangbusters. I mean, and mm-hmm. to that audience that right. you're talking about, I mean, really, I think teenage boys pre-teenage yep. boys especially mm-hmm. responded well probably having to do with the heaving bosoms and yeah there was a lot there was boobies and blood. And, blood. and blood and it was it was shocking you hear people from that era like joe dante talk about this movie yeah. and they really it's a life-changing film for them mm-hmm. yeah um well dracula's scary in this one he is he's not scared maybe is the for the first, first time. time we're like holy shit like he could kill me. Yeah. Like he, I think before he just memorize uh, memorizes. He memorizes the lines. Mm-hmm. He mesmerizes women. So there is a little bit of that in all the other ones. We see Dracula's wives for a hot minute in the Universal ones, uh, and and uh, Bella Gosi's down in the cave for a hot minute. But we really don't see the power of what he has on women, like Lucy in the bed. Um, which is Harker's fiance. He kills her. I mean, Harker is dead at this point. So he's like, hey, Harker's dead. Uh, I need a new person. I'm going to go get Lucy. And he goes to Lucy every night, sucks on her, and makes her his. Yeah. And then there's that whole thing where we didn't even get into it, but this is also the first time we see the whole child eating. Ooh. Yeah. So this movie's got... <laughs> blood splattered coffins yep. child eating yeah. scary vampires mm-hmm. um and you know it's crazy because it really put 
hammer back on the map in a really wonderful way mm-hmm. and what they started to do well, was it showed what, that it wasn't a fluke too because like it, I said you know Curse of Frankenstein started but then this one came out shortly thereafter and, it did great. and they did and what everybody does uh, when they have something great on their hands they just make sequels it. of keep it over it. and over and I do want to quickly talk about not we don't I don't want to go through all of them but like the sequels kind of go down like uh, uh, a uh, path of um uh, diminishing returns, diminishing returns <laughs> don't they? Yeah. Uh, although I have kind of a soft spot for some of the later ones, um, but I, I th- there's some that I've not ever seen. Like I don't, th- I've never seen Brides of Dracula, which is the second one, mm-hmm. and Dracula is not in it, uh, right? There's yeah. no Chris Lee, right? No, it's... no Christopher Lee. It's actually a Baron Meinster is the. Uh, the I've never that seen one. that movie. I have it if you want to watch. Do it. you? Yeah, and I've never. I, no, now I. Uh, Prince of Darkness, Dracula Prince of Darkness, mm-hmm. which is the third movie, is the first one I ever saw. We had that on VHS for some reason when I was a kid. So I used to watch that a lot when, I was, when I was a kid. I like, I like the, I always called it the purple Dracula. It's the Dracula uh, has risen from the grave. Yeah. Is that the no, fourth one? That's the fourth one. <laughs> I love the, is that the one that has the poster? It's this one. Oh, that's a great yeah, poster. That one's a but great then one. there's, okay, so that's Dracula's risen from the grave. Mm-hmm. Then what's the next one after that? Is the next one... Is it either Satanic Rites or Scars? Taste. Scars. Scars oh, of Taste Dra- the Blood, taste of, of, taste the the blood. blood of Dracula. Okay. Uh, and then I think it's Scars after that. And then... Satanic Rites of Dracula? Yeah. And yes. And then it's Dracula 80, no, 1972? No, Dra- uh, it's Dracula... No, Dracula AD 72 and then... Satanic rights. Satanic rights. Okay. And those are actually the two ones where they transpose the story into modern times. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of them has a po I forget the poster. It's like a girl and it's her neck and she has the two bites. I see I thought it was Dracula's Risen from the Grave. And I thought the poster was like it says that and then in parentheses underneath it says obviously. <laughs> I swear that that's a poster for one of these movies. I don't know if I'm making that up or what. You're but, probably making it up. Um they 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 start to go yeah, a little downhill. A little, crazy, yeah, um, a, little, a little punchy. But this one is more of a uh, uh, trailblazer than I think probably people give it credit for. Yeah. yeah. It may be a little leaden in its presentation. Yeah. But it's the a horror little, hits, right? It's a little. Yeah. I mean, I guess it wasn't slow for that time. But now that sure. we're such in like, come on, bring it on. Hurry up. Hurry up. Um, and I, and I see that, especially with my students do, it's like, oh, this one drags, but you know, I always say what's, what's the best things, what's the worst things. If you hate this movie, tell me why. Yeah. If you love this movie, tell me why. But the biggest thing is like it drags and there are moments of it, but that's just how movies were made back then. Sure. It was just people sat there and they liked to watch someone walking into a parlor and sit down. Well, there's yeah. still like, a novelty to film. Right. Yeah. We, and it's especially so in color. And let's not forget. It was color, It's in color, guys. and it's, we're talking huge about a huge screen. Set. Yes. Right? Like, not everything, our tiny little yes. TVs. So everything, and, I, yeah. and that's what I tried to express to him. Like, guys, we just remember, this is the first time we see color. Everybody's looking at the parlor scene when he's like, oh, Van Helsing comes to talk about, like, Harker's will. There's no reason for that scene except for the color and, and looking the at aspect. that fucking like maroon yeah, velour, velour blazer. Oh my god, that, that he's wearing. Peter Cushing is wearing like that fucking oh costume. Gosh. I'm like, so I want to reach out and touch, touch it. it. Yeah, <laughs> and um, the character of Mina is like cross stitching this beautiful like tapestry, and the the color and Hammer. No one does color better. 
than than this. I mean, I love a Wizard of Oz, and when Dorothy opens it up, oh my gosh, yes. But still, nothing is better than movies like that. They're so saturated, and it's it it, it like. <laughs> It rapes your eyes with color. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, sure. But you like it. Well, it's no, you never like. It. I'll you say that like, it. like this. So, Hammer continued that tradition mm-hmm. of sumptuous visual yeah. candy, eye candy, eye candy. But again, maybe they they started to struggle. I think with their target audience, they started yeah, to lose a little bit of touch. Yep. Now, granted, these movies went on from. Mm-hmm. What year is this movie? 1958 all the way into the 70s. Right. So there's a there's a huge generational change happening in not just Europe or England, but also in America. Mm-hmm. And things started to shift and a, a counterculture starts to become created. Right. And these old white dudes are starting to yeah. struggle to figure out how to make their old vampire, vampire. man right. scary again. Right. Yeah. And. To a lot of people's credit, now, while all these movies have a a love factor, there are people who love these Hammer Dracula Mm -hmm. movies, you can see how they start to get a little stuffy. Well, they get a little crazy, too. A little stale. stale. And so they had to do some crazy shit (laughs) to try to get themselves paid attention to again. And that is where my choice comes in. All right. Jamie, if the movie that you picked is the epitome of class. Sure. In the realm of gothic vampire horror. For Hammer. The film that I've picked as the perfect double feature for yours is the trashiest, stupidest <laughs> thing that you could imagine whilst still being a part of the Hammer film's repertoire. My film is... The Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. Black Belt against Black Magic in the greatest battle of all time. As the seven brothers and their one sister meet Dracula. Drink the blood of the virgins and turn them into zombies. You haven't seen Kung Fu until you've seen the seven brothers and their one sister in action against Dracula. The 10,000-year-old monster disintegrate before your eyes as the seven brothers and their one sister meet Dracula. Okay, so 1974, Mm -hmm. uh, the director of this film is the late, great Roy Ward Baker and Shang-Chi, secret director, written by Don Houghton, but starring our favorite buddy, Peter, Peter Cushing. Cushing. Peter Cushing. <laughs> More Cushing. <laughs> David Cushing. Chang. 
Uh, Julie Ege. How do you say that, Chris? How do you pronounce it E-G-E? Ege? Or edge? Uh, it, well, that's the thing. They, I've heard people where they were saying edge, edge. but it's Ege. Ege. Okay. Which we she's Norwegian. All, yeah. Uh, she yeah, looked it. She delivered her lines like it. <laughs> uh, crazy Swedes. Uh, and right. <laughs> I said that the other show, I got a lap for Chris, and I was surprised. So I did it today. I got a lap from Chris. I was surprised. <laughs> he <laughs> right. loves a good Swedish joke. And Robin Stewart. So here's the plot of this movie, guys. Professor Van Helsing is recruited by a man and his seven siblings <laughs> on a perilous journey to a lost Chinese village to take on a body-swapping Count Dracula, seven gold-mask-wearing vampires, and legions of sword-wielding zombie skeletons. What's not the love? Um, Everything. <laughs> what? You guys, Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires is Hammer Films and the Shaw Brothers team up to bring you the Hell, first yes. martial arts oh my God. horror spectacular. It is so... Cu- it's Kung, Kung Fu, Fu Vampires. It's Kung Fu Vampires. Now, admittedly, this is a little outside my wheelhouse. I always defer... To my god of kung fu, Chris Holcomb, mm-hmm. who is so much more well versed in this uh, genre of film of chopsaki film than I will ever be. Chopsaki. But I couldn't think in my mind of what would be the weirdest or weirder contrast between films, and this is the one for me that made the most sense. But I want to talk quickly. We were talking about Hammer. Um, at the time that this movie came out in 1974, Hammer was struggling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they, I mean, literally on their last legs. They were. All, all of these movies that they were making, all these stuffy sets and these old clothes, you know, they, it just wasn't working for this audience anymore. They So w- what they tried to do was they tried to modernize uh a little bit for their movies. So you have... Because, I mean, everything was gothic horror. I mean, right, that's really what right. Hammer Films is known for, is gothic horror. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they tried to kind of majorly Change step out of that. And so they did it because these these um, satanic panic films were kind of popping at the time. So you oh, had, yeah, like, Rosemary's a, yeah, Baby. Baby. You had, like, mm-hmm. The Wicker Man mm-hmm. that were doing great business uh, in England. And so these guys tried to do this. They did the Satan and shit for a little bit, but it didn't work. Right. It just didn't work, and we all know those those last two Dracula movies. They're so good, Chris. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's like the, you know what? Oh my god! You said it earlier. A vampire bat pisses blood on <laughs> Dracula's ashes and, and reconstitutes re-crunch. Dracula. And you know what, dude? For years, I've been wondering why they did this in Nightmare on Elm Street Four: The Dream Master. Freddy Krueger. Oh, when the dog comes running in, born by a hellhound pissing fire, on pissing fire, and it brings Freddy to life. I can't help but think now that that is a fucking hammer homage that Rennie Harlan did. Quite possibly, I'm yeah, gonna probably. text Rennie tonight and ask him. Be like Rennie, what the fuck were you thinking, man? I'll tell you about Do that. You? I was thinking. <laughs> What's up with thinking? Um, all right, so they tried to modernize. It didn't work. So they had this outrageous and I, this, Dude, this insane is, this, idea. Uh, just the, just the, uh, the. You don't even need to watch the whole movie. You just need to watch the last ten minutes. Well, okay, fair <laughs> enough, Jamie. Also, <laughs> fuck you. But here's what I'll say: they, they, somebody at Hammer had an insane decision to team up with the Shaw brothers. <laughs> yeah. Okay, mm. who were. 
Hong Kong cinema's purveyors of fucking badass kicks and shit. Movies. It's a lot of oh, kicks yeah. and shit. I mean, the, the movie's got great kicks and shit. Well, but what ended up happening, of course, was Shaw Brothers were like, yeah, this sounds great. Let's do Dracula's. Mm-hmm. And But the production was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, it was shot in Hong Kong. There was a huge language barrier. Mm-hmm. There were technical difficulties. The movie went over budget. Um, and the Shaw Brothers, who agreed to co-finance this movie, uh, they were unsatisfied, so they hired... Chang Shea. Shang Shea, yeah, to come in and direct the fight scenes. And I just, this dude directed over a hundred movies. And oh, Chris, he is. Maybe you'll be proud of me here. I know some of them. Sweet. Go All ahead. Right, cool. What do we got? Go ahead, Here's then. just a few. Uh, he did something like five movies a year. Yeah. This motherfucker. Um, oh, they were just churning them out, man. Shaw Brothers was a fucking factor. But I mean, Shang Shea himself yeah. did five movies a year. How was that? Yeah. Who was that? Shang Shea. Say it again. Shang Shea. <laughs> Thank you. Shang Shea. He's Irish. Shang Shea. Happening. Shang Shea. Shang Shea. I don't know. Was an Irish. Was an Irish Chinese film director. You're Scotch Korean. You remember that the Starburst that, commercial? Oh, was that like Starburst twenty years ago? I thought you were yeah. quoting Fletch. You're Scotch. <laughs> oh. You're Scotch Korean. All right, so he made some of these movies: Five Deadly Venoms. Yep, Kid with the Golden Arm. Yes, oh, Crippled Avengers. One Arm Boxer. F- One Arm Boxer. Yeah, Five actually, Elements mm-hmm. Ninjas. Yep. These are movies that I have seen, Chris. That yes. I think are wonderful. Yes. Kung Fu, absolutely. Chopsaki, kick 'em ups, fuck 'em ups. But the movie. <laughs> Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires are in America. Uh, the uh, Seven Brothers Meet Dracula. Yes. Was a bomb. Really? Because it's <laughs> so good. There were plans for a sequel. The sequel was canceled. Something like something Kali Vampire or like Devil Bride. Yeah, it was going to film it in India. Canceled. The world's loss. <laughs> Look, I get it. Um like I... most Hammer films, Jamie, it's stuffy. It's stuffy. It's leaden. But it delivers in ways. Oh, it's so. I mean, you can't not. It's like a car accident. You can't look away. And you are right. The last ten minutes of the movie goes from zero to a hundred real fast. <laughs> it's like what is and happening? I, and I don't want to spoil too much about it. That and because that's the part that is fu. like, oh, I'm glad I've been paying attention. Paying attention. I'm <laughs> glad I've been paying attention. Um, look, guys, here's what it does. So the, the surprisingly. Now, it's easy, okay, it's easy to say that this movie's fucking stupid. It is. But it's also unfair in a way because, guys, that surprisingly, the Hammer Films and Shaw Brothers aesthetic is fucking on point. Mm-hmm. It works so well. The g- Those gor- gothic, gorgeous, like, colorful sets. Yep. Again, and, in this, and the lighting, too. The lighting beautiful. is so this, saturated. Well, here's the other thing. The fact that this film that takes the hammer sensibility and transports the whole thing to China, because this entire thing right. was shot it's in, Hong, in Kong. Hong Kong. And it shows. The landscapes are amazing to look at. Beautiful landscapes. That's my note, Chris, right here. Awesome landscapes. Oh, well, Gorgeous go. color photography. It's beautiful. Yeah, there's even a shot where... Uh, the light when they go into the house, like the house where the the seven thing, the, the thing they're all laying down uh-huh. on it. Yeah. Thing. Oh, the pagoda. Yeah, the pagoda, whatever. Even the outside of the house, the light shining out is like 
bright green, bright red, bright purple. It's it looks like beautiful. It looks like a little kid took a coloring book. It does, and, and, it, co- and it works. I mean, and it Dracula's works. castle so, is green. Yeah. The yeah, walls are green. like lit green, but then there's like red, and it doesn't make any fucking sense. But it looks fucking it looks cool. beautiful. Yeah. And you know, Joe Dante said this. I remember because it's one of my favorite things. And he's a grumpy dude. Do you like Joe Dante? I love him. Um, <laughs> I know. I, I but you know, he thing. said something that I has always stuck with me, which was, if you're going to make a color film, and hello, directors working today, if you're going to make a color film, have some fucking have color, some in color, color in it. Color in it. Yeah. yeah. And you know, Dante has done that. Watch the Howling. Those the whole movie is just like insane mm, colors. It's my fave. But it's almost like Creep Show. You know, the palette that you see in Creep Show. Yeah, it's well. And, that's something and the new series could take a little lesson yeah. in as yeah, well. Definitely. It's also. Like it, they're striking, saturated primary colors too. They're like yeah, the, they're, they're basic. They're, they're not basic nuanced colors. colors. It's red. No, green, it's red, yellow. green, yellow. There's some purple, but yeah. it is such like some. They're just such vibrant, in your face colors that I feel like it's like okay, guys, we have this gel for this light yeah, for sure and we only have a, we have a limited we have amount a Roscoe, of colors we have a Roscoe 999 guys that's all we got we got Roscoe 9199 well it does feel stagey it does yeah. feel theatrical I prefer Lee myself oh you no fuckers. I'm a Roscoe I'm a Roscoe lady sorry okay sorry about that. what about Gam you like Gam at all mm. no but they don't even well you guys I, ever have to snoot anybody LATs. huh you ever have to snoot anybody not anymore oh just pop a snoot and okay um so we get in this movie, by the way, Peter Cushing. He's back. God bless well, him. Well, for, for the, the last time. time. That's right. Um, but here's what's fascinating. So this movie gets made. Uh, Peter Cushing uh, says yes. Christopher Lee turns it down. He's like, fuck no. But he's like, and Christopher Lee, apparently, the story goes, tried to get Cushing to not do the movie. And Peter Cushing was like, listen, first of all, Chris, I appreciate it. The time that we had double teaming Stephanie Beecham was wonderful. <laughs> But uh, I, my wife is dead, and my life is nothing without her, and I've not been able to live, so I need to get a change of scenery. So he, that's why he made this movie. Yeah, he's like, and I'm going to go to Hong Kong for a while. What yeah, he does yeah. is incredible, because as usual, he's a fucking pro! Yeah. And he is so good in he's the movie. He's so good in it, and he has that, uh, like we talked about before, he has that elegance <sighs> in this, and, and he, he's playing Van Helsing again. And he gets and to he do wears some cool shit. Red corduroy, oh too, right? I mean, at the again, Goes. during the big fight scene, I was like, damn, Peter, could you get it? I mean, he, he fights throws himself like across stick. a He was yeah. in the fucking, his 50s and shit, dude. Yeah. I mean, he's it's throwing like, this, he's fighting with like this fire stick. Like literally yeah, and a it's stick him. made you of fire, see him. and it's him. On, it's him, and he's like throwing himself around. I was like, "Go, Peter, go!" Now let me ask you guys a question: Is this the same Van Helsing from all of these Hammer Dracula movies? Uh, we were talking about this too. <laughs> how many? How many times has Van Helsing? I think it's the same one Dracula. from Dracula eighty nineteen seventy two. So Lawrence Van Helsing. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it can't be because the movie is set in nineteen oh eight. Yeah, it's the same one. <laughs> sure, it's the same. I mean, it's I'm using weird. film logic. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it matters. But um, all right, it, he's playing the same character. I think it's the same film logic as 
you know, as as any it works. Ben Helsing sperm. It works. Mm-hmm. It's not nearly as linked no, to continuity I as like the Frankenstein movies. I yeah. really, yeah, I don't think anyone gives a shit. Sure. I think right. it's just like Peter. <laughs> Thank Cushing. God he doesn't have a fucking perm in <laughs> like, this one. That's all I got to say. I think say. Peter Cushing, Van Helsing. Okay, like I think that's just where yeah. people are okay. at this. So I now I there are seven golden vampires in this movie, that's and so this is where I think your mileage may vary. For me, I, you guys, I love. I love paper mache faces. <laughs> then you're I gonna love, love this. Movie. I love wax fangs. It's so great. I love these golden uh, Phantom God, of the Opera, yes. 1988. Very you know, much. like Broadway like Phantom of yeah. the Opera. Um, the not the poster art, by well, the way, uh, masks. But um, what about also, the medallions? Man? The, oh my God, bat the medallions. medallions and guys. Oh, they know kung fu. <laughs> no, it's so funny. I laughed so hard. Well, they are they said. They said. Oh, my dad got one of these medallions, and all of a sudden he pulls it out. It's literally the size of a fucking it's, fox. It's the bumper from it's like a, a nineteen, you know. It's like a flying fox size. The, the of monsters a bat. would put it on the grill of their car. It's I, was say, I think it was, I was the like, bumper from a Plymouth Fury. <laughs> I had to pause the movie. I was laughing so hard. He was like, "My dad got this medallion." And I was like, "What yeah. the fuck?" But when you- they pop it out of that one vampire. Yeah. And like, it just starts spewing gas. Yeah. You're like, oh my God. I literally was like, this is my favorite movie. <laughs> um, so there are it's these great. things that happen in this movie where I am just like 100,000% on board. Yeah. But then there's just like mom- minutes, endless minutes mm-hmm. of people just looking. Yes. So that's okay. But I- I'm, I'm going to save the cons for a second. Um, we get... The first of several martial arts uh, battles with the vampires in a flashback, um, which is a wonderful like little story to be told. That's where we find the Bat Medallion gas plug. Oh we God, find out so that crazy. Buddha is as holy as, as, the, crucifix. as the crucifix mm-hmm. is. Um, and this is where we start to learn this notion of, well... There are different kinds of vampires right. and mm-hmm. that there's different ways to combat them, yeah. But we have a hero journey through dangerous countryside, which is something that I love to see. I always yeah. love to see... A, and, by the way, it's a motley band of heroes that goes on this yeah, journey. The, the so you got Van Helsing. Brothers, right, yeah. You've got his dipshit son, who yeah. actually kicks some ass. Yeah. Um, you've got the wealthy widow who's... She, Can you do an like, impression of her line delivery, oh my Jamie? God. Of wait, give me a line because um, she says, "Hi, how are you?" Uh, uh, and her response is, "I'm a widow and I'm wealthy. Yes. I'm a widow oh, yeah. and I'm wealthy. Yes, she, if you'd like, like to have some money, you I can have it." I believe she he asked me, but that's okay. Oh, yeah, sorry. great job, Chris. <laughs> Chris did it. <laughs> I there's something about her that's like. It okay. I know you, you, is... you burst out. You go. That's a man. <laughs> <laughs> she has the, a masculine she's quality. She's got like this, ma- but like her. Dude, she was her, a her... penthouse pet. No, no I don't. shit. Yes, no shit. Did you pull up pictures for me 19... to see? Okay, guys. Yes. The the just the shut up a second. Is, We're trying know, to look at pictures of this woman. I'm trying to tell you why no, I think she's not attractive. Okay, so why? Let me why? And by the way, no spoilers. That as she to, as to at the end turns and shut up to a balloon and flies away. She turns into really Kananga and live and let die. And she explodes. learns kung yeah. fu and starts okay. flying. Peter Cushing yeah. shoves an air compression. Yeah. She like she like uh, does this what and jumps that, on what, trees. <laughs> what does she do that you don't like? That oh yeah, makes everything. Her... Like her well, her deli- her her line deliveries are are weird. And she's like, yes, yeah. okay, she's terrible. Sure, yeah, but it almost is like. 
her eyes are too far She's apart. Like a sloth. <laughs> That's a little mean, like, but yeah, you're actually, right. This she is even does, better. Here's, she looks like a sloth, and it's not even that I'm trying to be mean, but I couldn't not, I couldn't look at her. Like, I was like, something's the matter well, with her face. She does it's nothing, not symmetrical. She does nothing in the movie except for finance their expedition. Yeah. But there's a great moment in she's like, the I cave want to battle. Come. The, the great moment in oh, the cave battle uh-huh. where they're all fighting these vampires and zombies, and it cuts to her hiding behind a rock, and she goes, Ho! Oh! And it's the fu- it's it made me well, laugh at, out loud well, last at night. The, at the end, the last epic battle, she's standing there like enough. She has no uh, agency. Uh, none. But, but like I want to talk about that something gone. in a second. What do you got, Chris? Marty Feldman copping a feel on her. Oh my gosh. Oh shit. <clears throat> Let me see that. And that's just from Roddy McDowell's party. That's, that's just a picture at Roddy McDowell's house. Yeah, she looks prettier there than in that. And then the movie, yes. But it's just her, I don't know. Even like the first time we see her, her curl, the curl yeah. wig. I was like, what is that poor woman? Yeah. And it's, the, well, there's another, there's another She's woman. She's sleeping in the, with Roy Ward Baker. That's what's oh, going on. Oh, it was awful. But the uh, the sister no, of right. the brothers is kick ass. Now, okay. So she, thank God she was there. More about these motley band of heroes. So we have mm-hmm. six brothers and their one sister. One sister who um, kicks ass. Here's who these dudes are. There's the master of the mace. Mm-hmm. There's the katana twins. Oh yeah, and they hold each other's arms and they fight. It's yep. So cool. There's uh, a bow master. Mm-hmm. And actually, he went on to have a very huge career as a fight choreographer. He did no all shit. the Jet Li, no uh, shit. Once Upon a Time in China movies. Yeah. Oh, that's there's cool. a a man with iron fists. Literally. Uh, there's yep. They're literal like There's the Axe Man. Like there's the whole double axe fist. man. Mm-hmm. And then there's Dagger Sister. And, and I, the spear guy too. Yeah, the bowmaster. No. There's the bowmaster and then there's the spearman as well. Okay. Two different guys. Look, guys. And gals. Vampire cave battles. <laughs> fighting skeletons. Skeletons getting fucking ninja kicked. Body slashings, double impalements. I don't want to spoil what happens at the end. There's no, you but can't. The, spoil but the it last ten minutes, no one will believe you. All of this shit goes down. But we also have other things like a blood sacrifice chamber with bare-breasted virgins screaming, <laughs> insane. Um, and this is such a, sh- a jump from the hammer, the fifty-eight oh, the, Dracula the to now. Dracula. It's just like these Chinese titties everywhere. They just gave up. They were just like, listen, listen, Peter. Where this is your last man. You can say they gave up, but Jamie, this movie has a boiling blood chamber filled with a melted vampire. Yes. Um, vampire bats on strings that jump cut into kung fu vampires. Which, that's a pretty cool that's scene. Fucking that awesome. cool. That's a really cool scene. But even better to me, and you just said that there is a woman who kicks fucking mm-hmm. ass. Yeah. And this is a hammer film. Yeah. And as we all know. Hammer, Hammer film women are, are, have no agency. They're very they just sit around sit and, and to be saved or sacrificed or bit or mm-hmm. their bodices ripped. Yep. Like, that's it. And that's constantly it. you got Van Helsing's son who is like falling in love with this kung fu lady mm-hmm. that he's kind of like, oh my God, you're, you're spectacular. Yeah. He's like, holy shit. And fuck the white ladies. Yeah. I want to come and yeah. live with you. Well, he even goes, tries to, there's a moment like he tries to save her. And she's and like, no, like, no, I got, like, this, I got fam. this. I got, I got this. this. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, all right. It's yeah, incredible. I, 
that was the first thing. It does not make you a dick shrivel when you see that I kick more ass than you do. He's like, hell Hell no. no. My dick is a raging motor right now. (laughs) And which is cool because we never see that. Like you said, we never see that in the Hammer movies. And it's always that. You know, the sexualization and the, um, oh, poor, the woman, someone needs to help her. And we see, like, the brothers and their sister. And their one sister. <laughs> and she kicks ass and takes She's names. awesome. Yeah. And, uh, and the scene where she, like, pulls out her dagger and then splits, splits it in two. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I- I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also a great moment where she's washing dishes in a river. And the, the, the Swedish-Norwegian girl says, uh, go to her. Uh, actually, it's more like, go to her. I was actually like, go to her. <laughs> go to her. Go to her. And she and he does, the Van Helsing's son does. Mm-hmm. He tromps through the fucking river that they're cleaning their dishes in in his dirty bloodstained shoes. And then keeps <laughs> his feet in the river while he helps wash. That is fucking hilarious to me. <laughs> That's one of those things where I'm just thinking, like, if I were on well, set... those Western people are so yeah, goddamn so uncivilized. Disgusting. If I were on set, I'd be like, you've got to do something you with those boots. <laughs> We've got to yeah. change the blocking here. This is not working. <laughs> this is fucking stupid. All right. Well, they didn't speak English, so they probably That's just true. said, eh, it's not worth it. Um, guys, there is a zombie skeleton army resurrection sequence oh God, in this movie. It's brilliant. That is this is con- going to be controversial i can hear the reddit subreddit going oh, blowing up it. right now okay Go. we're going to lose it. a lot of patreon fuck. subscribers here fuck him he has no fucking idea what he's talking i'm going to say say it the skellington resurrection sequence Skeleton. skellington's yes is maybe one of the best zombies crawling out of the ground scenes in <sighs> oh, a fucking movie ever i agree wholeheartedly i don't okay no i <laughs> And then the scene where they come like I'm marching down the road. I'm actually posting on Reddit right oh now, my fuckers. God. You've got the horses being led. You know, the seven golden vampires and are leading. that's bad enough. And then and you've then got all the a hordes of, of the screaming zombies. skeletons. I, I, so I was watching it. The skeletons, Brandon? The skeletons. Sure. Skeletons. Yeah. That's how you say it? Skelly, skeletons? 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 Guys, I hate to break it to you. Yeah. In case, you're, if you're afraid of skeletons. Don't watch this movie. There's one inside of you. Mm. I like having bones inside. <laughs> Me too. Um, You're dirty. No. You look. It's key lit with these bright, vivid greens. These things are moldering corpses, like EC comic yeah. style coming yeah. out of the ground. I do. I do appreciate too how they move. I was like, it's like they hop. And they hop. Well, well that's, you can also there's, see there's a stick. actually. Yeah, I mean, it's literally like a muppet on a stick. No, but there is a like there is a cultural of, thing yeah, there. No, no, the no, Chinese no, but it hopping is that, vampire. It is that type of movement, right? Well, so it's it is kind of like it almost unnerving. feels like they didn't quite tell everybody to do it. There's like six guys in the crowd who are like shouldn't we be hopping we should be hopping this is a vampire movie right yeah (laughs) Chinese vampires hop excuse me John Toby hopping where is that guy from (laughs) and of course Roy Roy Ward Baker's (laughs) pulling out what little hair he has left going what the fuck are they fucking doing why is assholes hopping Van Helsing because they're vampires sir 
Well, if vampires don't fucking hop, well, actually, in China, yeah, there's a long history of Chinese vampires. vampires. They they hop. Well, we're not in China at, at the time. I'm sorry. Excuse China doesn't me. get to own Hong Kong Peter. until 1997. This is still a British colony, and we shall do it the way the British see fit. Yes, but what I think, me being Peter Cushing, I think I'm going to take this stick and light it on fire and just go ha-ha to the Chinamen. Is that okay? Yeah, you it is. Right. Because, uh, Jamie, Peter Cushing gets to scream, strike in their head! <laughs> and he wields flaming spears and stick. fucks shit up. And it's, it's incredible. And he throws himself oh my against God. the wall, against rocks. I was like, damn, Peter. You guys, also, uh, when he s- tells them to strike in their heart, uh, they all turn into zombie dust. <laughs> and one crumbly... Vampire straight up takes off his mask so we can watch his face turn into a crumbly butthole. Yeah, Yeah. it's so great. You know, that's probably the best description for it. It is a crumbly butthole. It is. It like inverts itself and it's like. But I do want to mention a couple of cons of this movie. Just a couple. Um, Just a couple. Count Dracula. Sucks. Looks like a Halloween costume New, he's got New red, Jersey Pier he's got vampire. <laughs> I was like, my cousin Frankie wore that when he was seven, yeah. for when he was Dracula. With my yeah, well, actually, though, this is and Tracy's lipstick. That he played Dracula, that particular actor. Yeah, Vampire Lovers, right? Uh, Wasn't that the movie he played a vampire in? No, he plays vampire Dracula, actually. They, he was oh. the one that they got when, when Christopher Lee said, I ain't coming back. This he does kind of look like Chris Lee. He yeah. has he has something going on there. No, he he's wearing fucking. Why the lipstick. fuck did they have to dub his voice though? I, I don't know. Yeah, that bothered me. It I don't dub- know. I was like, why is? Yeah, that. Bothered but guys, me. he levitates and transmogrifies. It's a little hard to hate yeah. it. And um, is it though? He is barely in it. I personally could have used more Dracula. Even when he possesses the the monk's body, that guy's barely in the movie. Yeah. And right. I was kind of hoping for like a really awesome performance from mm-hmm. a guy doing like a, a Chinese ju- actor doing a Christopher like Lee impression. Sugar water. Yeah, we don't get it. Um, <laughs> and again, like most Hammer films, this movie can be uh, a cure for insomnia. But when it cooks... It's cooking it with gas. Fucking cooks with gas. Vampire bitch. Chinese vampire pull out the the bat medallion oh, gas. The, you know what? I, my favorite part of the eyeballs, like the it almost looked like fish eyeballs. Like when they're the eyeballs. Oh, they're like a couple out. of milk duds, like <laughs> on top of the paper mache. On top of the paper it looks like mache. they got a couple of fried eggs it on his does. face. Yes, yeah, and, and, and when they and when they die, like gray. when they die, it literally is like, hey, uh, can we get some fish eyeballs and just. Pop them yeah. right there. It literally. Yeah. I don't so think that looks enough like a butthole. Can you <laughs> make that look a little bit more like a butthole? Sure. <laughs> I. But the, the thing is, is I would love to see this movie with a rowdy on a big oh, yeah. fucking Say, screen yeah. on a big Man. screen with a rowdy, increasingly drunk and angry audience. <laughs> I'll bet it plays awesome. So, I think when when the zombie. When the zombie kung fu vampires come out. I didn't think I was going to say that sentence today. (laughs) Yeah, well, you just sold the movie. That's it. That's all you need to say. Zombie kung fu vampires. vampires. I mean, My Life of the Thrill Kill Cult had Christian zombie vampires, but no, you have 
Kung Fu Zombie yeah. Vampires, which I think is actually better. I think so, too. So Kung you guys... Fu Zombie Vampires. <laughs> I now, am the father, the father of nothing. God, you're so hot. So, <laughs> so guys, that is my choice. Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. But probably one of the most batshit crazy. I mean, honestly, this is this is where Hammer's gone. We start with like well, the horror of Dracula, the which is the Van beginning. Helsing. It's also Peter Cushion's last Van Helsing. It is. It's yeah, his it's, swan song. Yes. It's, it's his swan song. Yep. And I think he didn't go out like a bitch. No, no I agree. Uh, 100%. Opposite, he, opposite he, I mean, that. Peter Cushing gave 110% on this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. And he played with a it's lot of props. fucking amazing. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he gets to do some fun so shit. So much props. Um, yeah, I love this movie. I, I Actually, I had this movie on VHS. That's incredible. Way back in the day. Well, when you told me your choice, and I was like, I think I'm going to go with this, your response was one word. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so we know what Chris would pick. He has this on Blu-ray. So do I. Yeah, I know what I mean? So, so do like I. When I this, actually had to buy it the for the show. The fact that Chris Holcomb... This, is one of, this was one of Chris's first... Like He was like... Oh my god! When he saw this on Blu-ray years ago, I'll never forget his face lit up like a six-year-old at Christmas. And I was like, "Yes, you can get it." And he watches this more than once a year, and it's magical. That's awesome. That's incredible, Chris. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad. I, I legitimately feel that for once, maybe I've picked a movie close to your heart yeah. in a different way, like mm-hmm. where maybe. You wouldn't be such so bummed out if this was the double feature. I, honestly, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> well, because yeah, I do. I love Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. It just it is. It's it's two of the things I love: fucking hammer horror and fucking kung fu. And you and just, huge bat medallions. Yes, and huge bat medallions. Huge bat medallions. My favorite part. My favorite part. Well, there is one more contender for this perfect double feature. Oh, there feature, is? And okay. that would be Chris's choice. Which, honestly, is the other most batshit crazy <sighs> movie that Hammer Films ever made. Mm-hmm. And they kind of came out sort of on top of one another. These were like the last two movies that really Hammer put out. So there was Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. And then there is this film, 1974's Captain Kronos Vampire Hunter. In the 18th century in Central Europe, a black terror swept across the face of the land. The curse of vampirism, which had been a half-forgotten memory for hundreds of years, returned with a fury that struck unholy fear into the hearts of every man, woman, and child. One man dared to make a stand against this evil epidemic. One man dared to hurl a challenge of cold steel against the terror of the undead. He was Captain Kronos, Vampire Hunter. It is commonly supposed that a vampire attacks in only one way, by biting the neck and draining the victim of blood. The girls you spoke of, they were not drained of blood, but of youth, of life itself. You see? He's been bitten on the mouth. God's sake, I survived the vampire's bite. He is not the man you are. I'm doomed. My soul will never end in torment. Blade forged for your black heart. 
film came out in 1974. The director is Brian Clemens. The writer is Brian Clemens. And it stars Horst Janssen, John Carson, Shane Bryant, Carolyn Monroe, John Cater, Lois Dane. And actually, it doesn't include William Hobbs on here, but William Hobbs is in the movie and we'll talk about him a little while later. So the synopsis for this film is Vampire Hunter, an expert swordsman, Cronus, finds himself in a small village where several of the local young women have been found in an advanced state of age, their youth drained from them by a vampire's kiss. Cronus searches, I'm sorry, Cronus's search leads him to the Derwood estate where he is met by the effete children of the apparently aged and sick Lady Durwad. 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 What up, Durwad? Sup, Durwad? Oh, nothing, just old. I just blew my dirtwad. I just want to say, Chris, this is... I came into this movie, uh, Cronus Virgin. I had never seen this movie before. And did he have you? You... Oh, he had me. No, it's... Will you have me? Oh, I'll have you. Oh, it's so hot. Oh, I'll have you. We said that all night last all night. night. <laughs> yeah. What did Kara think? She um she didn't make it all the yeah, way through. Same. I had to watch it twice. She was into it. Um, mm-hmm. she was legit, just like I was, unnerved by those old women. Things Those mm-hmm. opening sequences and stuff where the cloaked one mm-hmm. kind of goes through and gives the kiss. I mean, that's the thing about this. This is another one of those movies, much like the Fearless Fan. I'm sorry, not the Fearless Vampires. Um, the Seven Golden... Oh my God, The Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. I don't even know what movies I'm talking about anymore. Uh, anywho, that kind of plays with this idea that, hey, we kind of need to move a little bit beyond Dracula here. I mean, because... Mm-hmm. These are sadly pretty much the last vampire films that Hammer Films made. You know, Captain Cronus was it. That was that was it. That was it. The, the after Seven Golden Vampires bombed, and then Captain Cronus bombed at the box office. They were like, "We got to hang up our hat, dude. We're done." And it really wasn't until I well, I guess fucking Woman in Black. Yeah, Woman mm-hmm. in Black is kind of the first movie that came back, and then of course they also did uh, Let Me In. Oh, the, the remake? Yeah. That's right. They were trying to uh, inject, I guess, a little new blood into the vampire film. So obviously by trying to do a co-pro, you know, kung fu movie was one that, way that they tried to go. And then this one took on more kind of a swashbuckling adventure tone um, and kind of playing with the idea of what a vampire is and yeah. what a vampire can do. So the vampires in Captain Kronos actually uh, grossed. Professor Grost, who is kind of like... Hieronymus. Yeah, Hieronymus Grost. Hunchback to the stars. He's my favorite. He was my favorite character. He's my favorite character in this. He's so great. Very likable. Yeah. All the characters are kind of likable. Yeah, they are kind of. They are. They're 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 very very likable. Yes. But, um, you know, playing around with the notion that there are all different breeds of mm-hmm. vampires and there's also a wide variety of ways in which you can dispatch them too not every vampire has the same weakness as every other vampire mm-hmm. so you kind of have to kind of 
figure it out and feel it out and everything. That was that was pretty cool. So they were kind of playing with the mythology a little bit. Now, aside from Seven Golden Vampires, do you think this is like the first time that that's, that concept is introduced? No, I don't think so. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the, the idea of what a vampire is is kind of a weird hodgepodge. Um, you know, we kind of go back and we kind of talk about Dracula. And I mean, Dracula right. was such a seminal novel in that it, uh, much like Romero's zombie movies, really kind of solidifies a set of rules as to how zombies function and everything. Right. And Dracula kind of did that with the vampire, you know, film and vampire stories. Um, you know, Kurt Siodmak's screenplay for The Wolfman kind of creates a lot of the tropes like the pentagram yeah, like from and, scratch like yeah, that right. exactly yeah. i mean there's yeah. there's there's certain things that you know, kind of pull from folklore but uh most everything was kind of made up by the writer you know um this kind of goes back a little bit more to the folklore side where all throughout europe you know you have a variety of vampire like creatures okay i mean you've got the Virgilok, you know, do you ever see Black Sabbath, the yeah, Mario Bava of film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've got that one segment with uh, with Boris Karloff where he's the Virgilok, which is kind of an Eastern European take on, you know, what we could call a vampire and everything. And, you know, they have Sturgoy, which is the one that kind of comes out of Transylvania and Hungary right. and everything. And the rules for those are a little bit different. And then, of course, you know, you even have the Chinese vampires, which, you know, they have their own kind of set. But anyway... To take kind of like a, a Joseph Campbell take on this whole thing, there are a wide variety of similar stories that exist all throughout the world for these kind of undead blood sucking creatures mm-hmm. and everything, you know, and the rules are a little bit different for each and everyone. So I think that's what this movie kind of explores with their monsters. This vampire, yes, he does do a vampire's kiss. You know, he will suck a little bit of blood from his victims, but really what he takes is their life force. And it's fascinating right. because it's actually it's so abstract. Yeah. The the vampire attacks in the movie that was the, the one thing that struck me the most was they're directed abstractly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it's not clear at all what's going on. The only connection you have from this movie to from like horror horror of Dracula is the um the the hip, hammer title the, card. The hammer yeah. title card. The hypnotism. So there is a Oh yeah, he mesmerizes. he mesmerizes them. So there is a mesmerizing in all of these. I think that's, that's the one true. connection. There's a through line. There's there, yeah. there. That's the only through line that you could see in all of the Draculas. Blood and mesmerism. Yeah, yeah is that memor? So it's like, come to me, come to me, and I got you. So it's that. So the audience is like, no, don't, 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 don't go, don't go. You know, it's like, don't go in there. Why are you going in there? It's like, it's that. No, 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 don't snap out of it, snap out of it. So it's that, uh, it, it's that fear but for them. But it happens them. instantly Insta- to these Yeah, she's like, that, victims. like, oh, um, the, the, well, the, yeah. Well, and then that, so it's the one thing. A, I, there, it happens like eight times there's in this a, one. A, uh, it's just, it's kind of like seven golden vampires. Like I don't want to necessarily ruin the, yeah, the no. surprises of the end because this Look movie has an incredible plot twist at yes. the end that yeah. really was awesome to me. Yeah. I, I, now, Chris, I had never seen this before at all. Uh, it was a movie you have recommended to me for a few years now. Yeah. Um, and I, like about fucking time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was it's about so out of all of the movies that we for this episode i was the most engaged with this one yeah um and th- not not to say that 
it didn't ha- have the same issues for me, like the leaden s- stuff. But I was like, this fucking story, I can't wait to see where this thing goes. Yeah, I love watching fun. this dude traveling around. Um, all right, but sorry, Chris. I, well, I mean, it's just, I it's, actually, I really like this a lot. You know, it, it just it plays with all these different things. This this idea of this this former soldier, this captain in I think all they ever say is he was a captain in the Imperial Guard. So you kind of get this feeling that it's sort of a um, kind of Napoleonic War era. So it's like the early 1800s and everything. Yeah, they never say the year. They never say the year, but like because of the uniform and everything that he's he's wearing and everything, I I, I think that like you know this is. Early 1800s. This, uh, it's it's kind of a similar costume to Jack Nicholson's in the Terror. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, which I mean, that's once His again, that's pants. Kind of... Guys are really tight, and ladies, it's nice to look at. <laughs> just saying, as you were. But I mean, you've got this kind of Aryan Superman who is <laughs> like this vampire hunter who keeps company with this rather like you know nebbish and and super intelligent uh, Professor Gross who is a hunchback, it's and so they great. go He's across so the countryside hunting vampires, mm-hmm. and they're not clear. They don't have. They don't feel the need to answer for what they no, do. They they literally are so. Uh, confident in their as skill is. sets yeah they're just as is it's just like yep i got dead frogs and, i mean when they uh, come across them in boxes yeah like when, that's a wild that cool. notion yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i was like what the fuck is going on <laughs> yeah. i love that that talk about like new things in the folklore mm-hmm. yeah so there was this this idea that uh you put a dead toad in a hole in a box <laughs> in a box in a hole mm-hmm. and then they kind of plant them all around this meadow and everything and if a Person vampire is. crosses over the body of a dead toad, it, it will revive the toad to life. So they're able to track the vampire by following the trail of alive toads. And I love how it introduces the notion. This movie does a really wonderful thing in its storytelling, which is it introduces these notions, mm-hmm. but it doesn't explain them right away. No. So right. they, they do this dead toad thing and you're like, oh, what, what, are, the they, what are, are they doing? What are they doing? Like, why is there... And a... it, it's so smart in its script. And Marcus, the, the character that is a... The doctor. Uh, a colleague, I guess, mm. a former comrade yeah. of of uh, Captain Kronos. They kind of served in the army together. Uh, he kind of asks, you know, he's the eyes and, you know, every man that the audience can right. kind of follow. Because mm-hmm. like, you know, what the fuck are you doing? And they go through and they kind of explain things to him, which is, you know, I think a very, very you know, good yeah and he's and use. he's also he's the doctor so it gives you he's also the learned he's the a learned medical man. authority right. yeah the man right. so he's the medical authority he's the person that knows everything so if he doesn't know what the hell yeah, is going on yeah i mean on, he's kind of like you know the rational man the of rational science the rational man of science and here right. we have kind of these possessors of well you have this possessor i guess in professor grost who is this possessor of esoteric knowledge yes and then you have chronos so who is the muscle the, you know, right he's, exactly he's the muscle. exactly but you know he so has, together <laughs> he puts intimate trust into grost and of course you kind of see the the friendship and respect that they have for one another especially during this one scene where the they go to best a bar oh, maybe scene so in the movie sweet. Yeah. it's best the when bar scene is and, awesome and by so the way good. i i know you know this chris but it took me a minute the barman the bartender mm-hmm. yeah the bald guy you know who that is no i didn't recognize him who is he the dude from Star Wars. Yes. With the, the fucking f- visor thing that goes around. Lobot? Is that his name? Lobot? He's from Empire Strikes Back. Yes. 
Oh, really? I didn't recognize him. I, I, I was totally like, did. I was like, God, where do I know him from? I, I mean, and I, I, I do up. think I probably looked at him and said, he looks kind of familiar, but I didn't put two and two together. Chris, I just Lobot. assumed that you knew. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, it was hey, funny because- you know, that's the beauty of these types of movies, man. You can go back and rewatch it and you learn something new every time. Well, I was watching it and one of the things I was saying, I was like, oh my God, that actor is so recognizable mm-hmm. to me. Not just him, but there were several others- and I was like, you know what? Well, the I'm just going to ask Chris because yeah. th- you know this is kind of like your maybe pun intended cup of tea. Yeah, <laughs> like you yeah. you have a, a a wonderful knowledge of this era of performer and actors mm-hmm. that it's just kind of it's it's just outside of my wheelhouse. So I recognize like the dude in the bar. The loud mm-hmm. mouth. Ian yeah. The, yeah. Who, who is that dude? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, he's been in tons of things. Of, I mean, he was kind of uh, known for doing a lot of the angry young men type of mm-hmm. okay. roles and everything. Um, but the yeah, scene actually, in the bar, which is the- So uh, good. Uh, it's like a quintessential scene in any kind of dude traveling to oh. show off what a badass he is, uh-huh. is one of my he's, favorite things in this movie. He's so still. That was something of the mo- like when Kronos comes in, and he he ba- he's like, "Have you seen the carriage?" And the bad guys are like, rah, rah, rah. "But he's just so there's no movement." The, well, the comedy for, for out of the all of the movies, of, uh, the comedy, so still. the 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 comedic beats in mm-hmm. this movie are wonderful. Yeah, and they're actually and they're there. There, it's it's like that's the thing that I think Hammer fucked up with during this era where they mm-hmm. everything was still so stuffy they needed to inject right this self-aware kind and of it was comedy. dry it was dry humor too yes about, and it was so great but it's that so scene great. well yeah yeah i mean that that scene that takes place in the bar it's so fucking fantastic. good when they insult this humpback and he just puts his hand on his shoulder mm-hmm. that he's like <laughs> yes. just relax just relax we're gonna handle this I mean Kronos says he goes you know it's impolite to insult somebody because of something that they have no control over and it's also cruel and I don't like it I mean he's just very very clear yeah. and he's calm because he knows that he can yeah, fucking back f- his shit up he's gonna fuck these dudes up exactly. if he has to yeah how would you like it if I called you rat face rat face fatty <laughs> <laughs> Fatty. And it cuts to them, Big and you're mouth. like, "Yeah, yep, yep." It's I love I love that scene. I, I was endeared to those characters. Um, I love that the first time we see Hieronymus, also he's like, uh, "We've been traveling a lot. I'm gonna drink this brandy, and I'm gonna, <laughs> and I'm gonna snort gonna... this shit up my nose." He's, he's literally snuffing, and then he's like. Here's the deal with vampires, y'all. <laughs> and he like goes on this like kind of like cocaine rant about like all the It's so I great. love that he's just such a cool character and And he doesn't do it over the top too. So like no, the, I think I think with right. this I think with what I loved about this too is that the caricature of the humpback eh, mass like that that crazy well, like the archetype, yeah. Yeah, the archetype, right? The I call it caricature that we don't see here, and there is all. There's a line that he, that Chrono says to him that is just so endearing, and he's basically like, "God made you this way." I love because oh, he's so upset. He like, like later, yeah, he's like, "They insulted, they insulted me. me," and, and it's like, like dude, "Dude, God made you that way." So if they're insulting you, they're insulting God. Yeah, don't so ever forget. Don't ever forget and that. And it's like I'm not oh. a religious person, but that moment is yeah, is very poignant so for sweet. them. It shows what a good friend he is. Yeah, you know, he's to an honorable each other, man. And I'm to each for, other. I neglected to mention this earlier when we were talking about Seven Golden Vampires, which is straight up a proto blade. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I guess so. Captain Cronus. That's Blade and Whistler. Yeah. Mm. Those two dudes. Yeah. I mean, it's th- that's there. I mean, both of these movies are proto-Blades. Well, the funny part is, is that uh, Tomb of Dracula and the appearance of Blade is pretty much contemporary, you know, contemporaneous with this movie. Is, oh, wait, 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 guys, right. hold on, wait. What is that line that Blade always says? Some motherfuckers always trying to ice skate uphill. You're welcome. Then there you go. Every fucking episode. Not this so season. I just, That's not the this first season. time. Yeah, no, we, oh, sweet. I'm so glad. I've been glad. getting questions like, are you guys saying that in the show? And I'm like, I, you know what? We haven't been. Well, yeah. here you go. You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and all those in betweens. In I got it. But I just I think it's I think it's a well made movie. I mean, a lot of that goes to Brian Clemens. Uh, Brian Clemens was the creator and showrunner for the British television series The Avengers, with Patrick McNee and How Now Brown Cow. Oh uh, yeah, Honor Blackman, and of course later on uh, Emma Peel being played by uh, Diana, Diana Rigg. Rigg. So uh, the late great Diana Rigg. Um, so you know he had this is the only cer- movie he directed, right? Yeah. Yeah, there was a certain sensibility that he kind of had in his storytelling, and a lot of that is very present in this show. There's humor, there's uh, dark humor, there's uh, a playfulness that exists there. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Um, because we're, since we're talking about uh, Brian Clemens and the directing in this movie, there's something that I noticed in this film uh, that really... None of the other movies have, uh, but there is a visual, a recurring visual motif in this movie that I was, tr- I've been trying to kind of wrap my head around, and it is uh, a frame within a frame. So throughout the movie, there are, the frame is the, the lens of the camera, mm-hmm. what we the audience is looking through, but oftentimes he frames that. Looking, looking through another frame. Mm-hmm. So, for example, so some a, type of like a rectangular shape is yeah, appearing on a carriage on pulls screen. up, and now we're watching a scene play out between the the window of the carriage. Well, the windows actually happen quite a bit. You a know, lot of like windows. A belfry. Well, they use it I in think... there. There's a mirror that happens. Like at the very beginning, one of the first ones where the blood spatters on the mirror. Oh, yeah, how about the scene? One. How about there's a whole fucking scene of dialogue where the camera. Uh, pan, like does a there's incredible camera moves in this movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of great uh, dolly push-ins. Oh but yeah, it does this wonderful wrap around, and you realize the fucking thing that you thought was there's a woman standing in the frame the mm-hmm. whole time. Mm-hmm. It looks like a painting. She's been standing watching a conversation, and she starts walking down the stairs. You realize you've been looking at a fucking mirror. Yeah, I. It, b- like blew your mind. Blew my mind. There is an incredible artistic. Uh, uh, I happening here, but my my question is, what I couldn't come up with an answer well, as I've, to what the framing I, was. So why? I how I'm I know I'm just why yeah, this yeah, is, up, I don't know why, but this is what I I felt when I was watching it too. This whole movie is everyone's prey to this black hooded monster that is sucking the life out of everyone. So I felt like. It was like very voyeuristic. Like the us looking in was as if we were the predator looking through. Yeah, we're always oh yeah. So it's like we almost like a point of view of them. So we don't know where the predator is. Oftentimes, 
So it's the point of view, like the camera changed the point of view of. So like well, looking, well, the carriage. Well, is, without going to spoilers, right, right. but we've the got a hand is, in the foreground of right. that carriage mm-hmm. that is kind of. Yeah, we're right. technically in that perspective. Correct. And then the blood bat, on the bell on the right. bell. So we're always seeing so those pictures frame within a frame is us as the predator looking at the prey. As okay. the, that's what I got out of it. I have a slightly different like interpretation and everything. Okay, I what do you I think? think that it's there's a recurring theme I think of confinement. In this, that uh, a lot of these characters are kind of trapped by certain things. You know, Kronos is kind of trapped by memories of the war. And by him pursuing this new life and everything, he is no longer... He's trying to break out of the confines of that regimented military life. He can go where he wants to go, do what he wants to do. All the other characters. Grost is confined by this body that he has that is hunchbacked. Uh, Marcus is kind of confined by the fact that he is kind of... Pragmatic. Uh, well, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Um, the children of uh, the Durwards, you know, they're kind of stuck in this kind of familial relationship. And... Their mother, Lady Derwood, is kind of confined by aging. And the, the they're all kind of confined by the notion of this great swordsman right. whose their stature father. like looms literally yes. over mm-hmm. them all. Their father, yeah. The also, great... Lannister's much? That's what I'm going to say. That's when I saw that I was like... What's that a reference to? Lannister. I don't know. Just a, um, a TV show. I've never seen oh. it. Never <laughs> did. Doesn't matter. That's all I said. If you have, you'll know. Oh, okay. Moving on. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that there's kind of this this confinement that takes place. And by really putting a frame within a frame, you really are kind of confining where the action can take place. Uh, the, the Caroline Monroe character, you know, she's a peasant that is, you know, pretty much confined to a certain strata within the society that she lives in. I love her introduction, by I the way. I love her. It's just so I sweet. Love it. They're like, what did you do? I danced on Sunday. Danced on a Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... The I loved it there. because when the they find her in the stocks too, and they, they and had the, the fucking stock, tomatoes, yeah, all the tomatoes. Over. But also, like the 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 way she is too. First of all, can we just can we just take a moment on how hot this woman is? I love. She her. is so gorgeous. <laughs> I know, girl, man. Yeah, she is. She is so beautiful. Like her, everything about her. She's she just was in stunning. Dracula, eighty nineteen seventy two. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's just stunning. She was also in Maniac mm-hmm. and Slaughter High. Yeah. yeah. And we, yeah, well, yeah, it's it's beautiful. But and anyway, only was no. I believe the spy who loved me was the spy who loved me. I thought she was the helicopter pilot. I don't know. That's for our James Bond podcast. Okay, okay. Anyway. moving on. But even if th- there's just this one moment, and she's looking up, and her hair is split, and all you see is her eye. Yeah, just like look up, but it's like just the little moment. It's like that. I love that. It's like, and you could tell. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm in this fucking thing yeah because i danced are you serious yeah I, and so she joins people up threw tomatoes at me so yeah of course and he and Cronus is like okay all right this is come on bullshit. get out of here come on but she has nowhere else to go she's like you know and she says that a very iconic thing what's the line hmm? what's the line that she says oh will you have me will you have me 
oh, I'll have you. And I'm like, I get it. Well, but she also has the worst line in the movie, which is the last line of the movie. Oh, and it I, is. I, that's the, it's the and one. And I will dream of you. And I And I you. you. I was like, oh, fuck off. Again, it's my problem is that this woman... That she doesn't really get anything to do in the movie right. other than just be a sexual object, mm-hmm. and then and like so the idea that it's like yeah we we know that they kind of let her help out though with some of the stuff you know it's well, true she, yeah she does, she does she does help out she plays the bait, she I mean, the she's bait. The bait oh that's to... right yeah, she does bait. she's like I'm into let's go there's also a whole moment like she she you she comes out and I guess there were there were passionate lovemaking and she's bleeding out of her mouth and she's like. You were rough with me. Why? And, <laughs> why? He licks and the then, And then he licks the wound, and then he talks about how his like parents and his sister. So is that sexier than uh, Christopher Lee or no? No. It was, that one was like, ew. Creepy. That's kind of well, Can creepy. we use that as a little segue to talk about uh, Horst <laughs> Jansen? Yeah, uh, sure. Because I don't know anything about this guy, Chris. No. What, do you? Honestly, I don't really know a whole lot either. He was just stone you know, face. He, he was very stone He did stone a bunch face. of German films. Okay. Uh, he was a little too Aryan for me, well, guys. It's, Sorry. So he looks good, but yeah. for me, I think that that's probably mm-hmm. a failure of the movie is the, the casting. I don't think that he... You thought it was a poor performance? Um, No, I, I think he, he was probably, probably the best performance he could give. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's I just fair. think that I would have loved to and see... All his lines were dubbed. Yeah, they were dubbed. I would have loved to have seen someone with a little more charisma yeah. tackle, because it's such a silent role where he doesn't really say a whole lot yeah. until he starts fucking. And then <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, you know, where you're like, okay, I, I want something a little more... Um, from him, he's a little too. I think you said yeah. like the Aryan. He's a little yeah, too superhuman. Too probably, uh, yeah. I mean, probably cast for his physicality. Yeah, because and he looks. Yeah, he looks great. great. He can ride a horse very well. Yes, mm-hmm. he's very good with the blade. Um, great looks, swashbuckling scenes. And I mean, he's he's that's William Hobbs. Right he's there. handsome. I totally want to I mean, talk about that. Yeah, he's <laughs> handsome. He fits the bill. Like I mean, looking at it, especially during that time, if I was going to watch a movie and watch a this type of person trying to murder vampires i would go and see him hey i mean some I mean, he gave handsome. me the vapors right yeah. but as an actor and as like a storyteller for the screen it was very stone face stoic didn't give much yeah. on his face well he's got the blade role right so right. someone like a wesley snipes gets to do because well you know I don't know. I, I think maybe I could possibly justify this. Okay. Um, You're be I think wrong, probably though. the term for his performance, laconic. Okay. Sure. I think it's laconic. I think that what we have here is maybe a transposition of a Clint Eastwood style Western. Sure. sure in sure, a sure. Eastern European that. setting. God damn! It's like they were they were kind of figuring it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they I were kind of like, but, Hammer was like right on the verge of going, what is it that people are fucking care? Like Death Wish. You know, you yeah. get like a Chuck Bronson in there who's also quiet, stoic, yeah, maybe I laconic, too. but has something else. But they have this different. Yes. Yes. Both of the Clint Eastwood and oh my God, who did you Charles say? Chuck Bronson. Chuck, Chuck yeah. Bronson. Both of them have that stoicness about them. But there was also this charismatic, uh, like, I guess Playboy esque. I can't. I can't think of the word. But well, it's got a hammer, hammer, handsome yeah, man vibe. Yeah, there's a sexy vibe. There's yeah. a sexy vibe to them that I think that. Oh, I meant. I meant with this guy. 
with with Horst. No, Horst, I think, is missing that. Oh, I don't think Jeff Bronson's sexy for the record. No, but no, I, he. I can't think of the words. He comes off as a playboy, as somebody who would be able to play that role. And I think with yeah, he this moves guy, on to the next woman. You know, yeah, like he's yeah, just like, yeah. I'll think of you when I'm jacking off at night. <laughs> It's just like, yeah, me too. Same, same, <laughs> yeah, same these. here. Thank you. It's not like a Jack Burton well, where he's here's, like, here's, here's, here's the other thing. I think that's a pragmatic sort of thing too because <laughs> this was like, why? Carolyn Monroe had a two movie contract with Hammer Films, and this movie fulfilled that. So they were hoping that this movie would become a franchise, mm. and they probably weren't going to be able to get Carolyn Monroe for the next one. So they were like, all right, well, we're going to have to move on to the next bitch. Yeah, sure, You're, sure. Mm-hmm. Now, all right, I. What you just said about the franchise, I want to talk about. But before we do that, I want you to talk ab- about William Hobbs. Okay. So, uh, I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything in this. He sword fights. Yeah. Well, William Hobbs was a, as the British call it, a fight arranger. Mm-hmm. We call them fight choreographers and stuff. But in Great Britain, they call them fight arrangers. And the dude was just a phenomenal sword fighter. Uh, some of the movies that he choreographed... Uh, of course, this film, he did uh, Polanski's Macbeth. Oh. He did all the sword fights in that. Uh, probably one of the best movie. known ones is Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. And whatever you think of Kevin Costner's oh, The fights are incredible. The fights are incredible. Oh, absolutely. William Hobbs was excellent. And wow, actually, okay. uh, William Hobbs portrays Lord Durward in this. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. So, uh, you know, the man himself actually gets to participate. Yeah, there's and an there awesome fight a, scene some, at the end there of the really movie. There's a couple, yeah. there's really a couple right. actually really, really good fight scenes. The fight scene with uh, all the villagers on the hillside pretty is pretty cool. And they're all proud of themselves. Oh, yeah, like, they're like, that we did fun. it. Yeah. Look at we. We, he's like, we murdered the thing. We, we might have killed it. somebody. It's not clear. <laughs> I'm not sure if he was a, a bad guy or a good guy, all but we killed him. All we're trying to do them. is steal their silver. Yeah, <laughs> but the final fight scene in this movie is top notch, mm-hmm. and it's because you have one of the finest fight arrangers in motion pictures of the time in this doing the fight choreography yeah, it's and cool. Horst Janssen is actually a very good sword fighter in this film. He is. They do a really good job of, of doing wide shots and holding on the action for a really long time, which yeah, makes the fighting boring. engaging. Yeah. yeah which, ironically enough too, this is something that kind of, you know, when Chung Che had to go through and reshoot fight scenes, most Western directors don't really know how to f- shoot fucking action scenes right. like that. Fight scenes that you see in Hong Kong cinema, you get a nice wide shot and stuff. And then, of course, yes, you do have your kind of close-up coverage here and there. But, you know, there's so much going on. And for some reason, people think, well, rapid cutting's the key to an exciting fight scene. Well, that's scene. because they don't know what they're doing. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. And Roy Ward Baker did not. Right. Brian Clemens, on the other hand, and having, you know, a first class fight choreographer in his pocket with William Hobbs has the and opportunity to And in the scene with him, too. I mean, I, th- I think that that's really was the key, too. Yeah. I think him being able to not just set the fight. To but be, be in it, in and, it and help too, sell it. And I think it is to be a, he is sell good it, he's scene. amazing. Bo- yeah. Both of them are. Yeah. Like, actually. It woke all- me up. I needed it. Uh, yeah, honestly, me too. I like, was like, Mrah. but I was doing that with all of these movies. All three so. of these movies, every, every single one of them that we spoke about today, all three of them end in a really great epic fight battle. 
I think that's they, true. all three of them, we have a really amazing way of killing the the Dracul, mm-hmm. all different ways. Um, but I think that that's the one thing with the hammer is like, all right, guys, wake up. Okay, here comes the fight. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think, oh, wow. And I, you know, all three are so different. But, um, you know, we have Sun, we have Kung Fu, and we have <laughs> uh, sword fights. Yeah, yeah. So different. Okay, so for me, this movie, I, I, I liked the adventure aspect of it. Mm-hmm. This movie actually, did you guys ever play Castlevania? Yeah. Yes. This kind of reminded yes. me. It was like I a Castlevania. Totally see that. Yeah. And again, it ends with, and this isn't really a spoiler, but it ends with the notion that this dude's going on, going on for more adventures. Yes. Like a Simon's indi- Quest. We're going to yeah. get a new type of movie, like a different it was very Indiana Jones esque. Yeah, very. But it that, never happened. It never happened. No. This movie was a bomb. Why, this Chris? Is probably the movie that what killed happened? Hammer. Yeah. Uh, wah, wah. Now, let me ask you guys this. Who, if this. Got I knew you were going to ask this. I knew you were fucking going to ask this. If this got question. redone, who would be? Let's 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 dreamcast the two leads. Let's dreamcast Gross, Captain Cronus, and Grost. Oh, Chris Pratt, all the way, man. Yeah, he could hold up his hands and stop yeah, the vampires. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, I was going to say Blue, the dinosaur <laughs> from Jurassic Park, in a blonde wig. Oh my god. <laughs> It would be cool to see uh, 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 Jeff Goldblum as Marcus. Uh, so gr- oh, my gosh. Be, uh, yeah, actually, that would be fun. That would be fun. Uh, uh, okay, guys, there's an awesome scene. I would love to see him where they test out <laughs> When they test out how to, I'll just, I won't spoil anything, but how to kill a vampire, they test it mm. out on a certain person. <laughs> well, and it's my work? favorite scene because mm. it's like, it hurts your heart because the person that they're testing it out on, you're like, oh, but you want it to happen. Yeah. It, and then there's a, the fire bit. It's just it's it's great so moment. great because a great scene. Yeah, it's such a great scene. It, it's Hang it's, him. <laughs> burn him. Stake him. Stake Fuck. him. Fuck. Nothing the works. The stake is the best. When yeah, they like, stick it, he's like, ah. <laughs> and then they pull and it out. Pull and they're out like, oh, like, oh, a vampire fuck. only bleeds when he's dying. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. But but like how he <laughs> how he dies, it's almost an accident. So you're like, oh no, like no, yeah, you oh. that did it. Yeah, he's like, well, now we know. So um, what do you think, Chris? Captain Cronus. Okay, uh, I'm thinking too. I yeah, have to think of. <gasps> okay. It's well, a, like like now, like yeah, people, I'd say, I'd like say now. actors who aren't eighty. Yeah, like if we were if Harrison we were to, Ford. we got the green light, who are we gonna cast now to play that role? I don't know. Ryan Gosling. Shut up! Get out of my head, Chris Holcomb! Shut up! I, okay. Yes, Ryan Gosling. So Ryan Gosling. Chris. What? And then, it's who, like why and we're then married. who plays Hieronymus? I said, I said Ryan, shut up. I heard, you heard me that's, in my head. Okay, that's great. Yeah, that's a great Ryan. choice, guys. Okay, so who plays his right-hand man? Somebody. It's got to be somebody older. Mm-hmm. Got it. Who? Paul Giamatti. Dude, I hate you. Fuck I you. See, is that what you said? Yes. To I want to see this movie so bad, Chris. I want to uh, see a Captain Cronus vampire fucker two thousand uh, with Ryan Gosling and Paul, and Paul Giamatti. G- I hate you. You took my people. It's and like, Sigourney Weaver as no, Lady Durward. Don't do that to oh, her. That'd be awesome. Well, she can't be naked either, so I guess that's only fair. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, and it doesn't matter who plays the Carolyn Monroe role. It could just be anybody. <laughs> Who's hot? Who's hot? 
Who's hot right now? Megan Fox. We'll no, she's Kara. got weird. Thumbs. We cast Kara. Please, because your your lovely wife looks just like That'd her. Be hot. And we when I okay. So when I when I first saw that I. I've seen this movie in bits and pieces a long time ago because I'm married. You had to a, pick out the sock that he has to put on because I'm married dick to Chris Holcomb. To fuck your wife, <laughs> and <laughs> so gross. You're so gross. So I I know that Brandon has Sorry, a Kara, huge boner it. for uh, this lovely lady, and she is. She's hot. She's gorgeous. But I look at her and I go, Oh, Brandon has a type, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, It's. Kara, <laughs> he's like, no, Kara's lips are fuller. I was like, it's fucking... okay. True. It's... I have to say, she's, it's all about she's the a details. Little more she's good. Yeah, but... no, Kara. Yeah, it was just really funny. But that's very nice of you. I don't know. It's... Kara's the best. Kara's Kara's the best thing of you. And she can do aerial yoga too. <laughs> we have pictures to prove it. Um, but <clears throat> no, any Hooters. I I do. I oh, so who'd be Marcus? I, Jeff Goldblum. Why not? Yeah, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. I think he would Let's be just do great. It. Let's just put him I in there. I think he'd be Jeff a great Goldblum. one. Yeah, I love uh, some of the lines though, like in this movie. So like, great. You know, uh, when when Captain Cronus is talking about Grost and he says, "What he doesn't know about vampires wouldn't fill the cod piece of a flea." Yeah, you know, I was like that line. I was like, "That's fucking genius." Dude, the movie is full of that. And shit. then, like so the one good. where Marcus it's he so goes, good. "I know you've got guts, Cronus. I've seen them." And of course, Cronus has got this you huge, know huge fucking scar, scar yeah. across his abdomen. You know that... who else would be a great Cronus is Will Arnett. I think he would be a fun one too to watch. That's weird and I interesting. I just can see him playing it so dry and comical, but a little bit more funniness That's into it. Interesting. I'm not a. Uh, that doesn't bother me. You know, I'm not like opposed to that one. Just saying. Yeah. I know. But anyway. Chris, well, it. Chris stole my ideas. Well, in thinking my mind. of Ryan Gosling, what about um, uh, and maybe it's because I just watched this movie, but what about uh, Chris Evans? I, I like love Chris Evans. I a love lot. Chris Evans, and I yeah. thought of Chris Evans too. But I was like, stoic. He's, yeah. Well, I think that you've ever seen with long hair. Have you ever seen Ryan Gosling eating cereal? Probably. Like, did you ever see that? I mean, little... when I lived with him for a couple of weeks. <laughs> So, the bit that he did. Did you ever see no. that? Okay, so there. Oh, oh my God, this was like forever ago. This was like when um, I don't know on the internets. There was a guy who would just put spoons to Ryan Gosling, like videos of Ryan Gosling, like from film, and he would just put a spoon and he would turn away and like he wouldn't <laughs> eat the it's cereal. Okay. It was very silly. Uh, and this was like a whole bit. And then that guy was like vine famous because of Ryan Gosling eating cereal. Anyway, cut to uh, the guy pass away and Ryan Gosling found out and Ryan Gosling made a video of him just eating cereal. Oh my God. And it's like, it was like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. like to the guy, right? It was really sweet. It was, oh, it was wait this a whole second, big though. thing. There's a problem with all this. What? But, Ryan Gosling's Canadian. Even better. Oh, this is weird. Oh, you know what? So is, so is Will Arnett. Oh. <laughs> All right, so you guys have to Dreamcast Captain Cronus Vampire Hunter 2000. <laughs> and don't say Gerard Butler. Oh, man. Okay, I'm out. <laughs> Goodbye. Good night, everybody. No, actually, I think Chris Evans would be an interesting choice. I think so, too. That's a, yeah, that'd that's be a good cool. one. Maybe um, uh, Chris Pine? Sure, I'd see him too. Let's put all the Chris's in there. Yeah. <laughs> if your name is Chris, you're in. How about Chris Elliott? 
Yeah. Yeah. He could be gross. He, he could be gross, boy. actually. He would be he a fun gross. He is now gross. a cabin man. Ooh, he is now a cabin These, these pipes, pipes are, are clean. clean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <Damn>. guys. <laughs> these are... This is fun. I Like... As I've said a couple of times, and yeah. I hate to poison this, the mood a little bit, but like Hammer films for me tend to be a little, ugh, a little, a little bit you. of a slog sometimes. They but can be, they can be. These three movies are a little different to me. They're a lot of fun. I actually think they would, it would be a lot of fun to see either of these mm-hmm. films on a double bill. But we can only pick two. And so one hard. of them is the perfect double feature to Hammer's Horror of Dracula. Our guest programmer, Jamie Gingrande Holcomb, it is up to you to decide which film makes the bill. I know, man. So I was I was thanking really heard about this. So we have Horror of Dracula, which is going to be the first Dracula, Hammer's first Dracula. So many firsts for this. First blood, first time we see like the sexualization of Dracula, the first time we. Um, I'm sorry, Chris, am I bothering you? Yep. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's fine. That's it's fine. not yeah. helping your kids. Sorry, like, dude. She's, she's talking so about a Hammer film, so I, I was trying uh, to nod off there. That so was my Brandon, impression of both of you. I was going to choose Kronos, but I guess I am not now. Um, so the you go from the first Hammer movie, uh, as with Horror of Dracula and Peter Cushion. Well, not the first Hammer. Film. Well, no, no, no. I'm sorry. First Dracula Hammer, yeah. um, and then or vampire with the vampire, and then vampire. You can you can end it with Peter Cushing's his last uh, role of being Van Helsing in the Legend of Seven. Golden vampires because it has zombie kung fu vampires because God knows who doesn't and it's so pretty and all that stuff. Um, it makes sense to do those two movies together, but Chronos is just so much more fun to watch. So I been sleeping on this. I think I'm going to do horror horror of Dracula first beginning and then ending our hammer saga of hammer with captain chronos there it is vampire hunter now i know somebody's getting a little pickle tickle tonight (laughs) (laughs) brandon are you ready for that (laughs) yeah somebody's gotta appease me um it's your consolation prize (laughs) well what are you guys gonna call this double bill i know that's what i've been because like the other one which i love I love Legends of the the Seven Golden Vampires just because it's Peter Cushion, Peter Cushion, yeah. like first and last, and Van yeah. and Van Helsing tied up. But I, you know, I think it's like <laughs> I don't know how I don't know what we would call it, but it is like well, I think the what you're saying for the, the first time for the last time. Yeah. I mean, seriously, this was the last last Hammer, Hammer mi- vampire movie. movie. Well, yeah. my recommendation is. Hammer time. Hammer time. <laughs> Hammer time. Me too. But, I mean, I think it's like. But what do you guys think? What would be a good name for this? No. Oh wait, what did you say? For the first time. For the first time. For the last time. Why do you put that on a marquee? For the first time. For the last time. First time. Last time. That's the marquee. First suck. Last suck. 
Oh, oh okay. Um, yes, and yes, and um, okay. What about um, the the suck you, suck me, <laughs> uh, suck you, suck, suck me, you, suck me. Uh, something about first sight of blood. What if it was just because while we love these movies, we were kind of talking a little bit of shit Mm -hmm. about them. What if the double bill is called Hammer Sucks? (gasps) There it goes, Brandon. Brandon What do you think of that, Chris? Hammer Sucks. I love it. Yeah. You know, there's a love there. Is that too mean spirited? No, No. I don't think so. Hammer Sucks. sucks. They're vampires. Horror of Dracula and Captain Cronus Vampire Hunter. Can we do something like. Hammer sucks like with a cross, S U X, something like something with a cross that way. So instead of. Well, it would be Hammer sucks, sucks. Horror of Dracula, plus. Plus with a cross. Mm-hmm. Captain, Cronus, Captain Cronus, Vampire Hunter. There yeah. you go. And I think if we put S U X, it's not as. Well, it's harsh. easier to spell on the yeah. marquee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because no one uses X's. Yeah. <laughs> Hammer it's sucks, Hammer triple sucks. X for what you X. won't see of Carolyn Monroe. <laughs> Um, that's yeah, awesome. We yeah. actually picked the two movies that don't have boobies in them. <laughs> oh, this my sounds gosh. like a lot of fun, guys. Sorry, guys sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's great, you guys. Yeah, what a great double it. bill. Yeah. Um, go out and see it. Yeah, come on over. <laughs> come on over and watch it. Um, Jamie, thank you so much for being Thanks here. Thanks for having this me. This was a lot of fun. I I love doing this. Thanks, honey. You're welcome. Thank you. This I'm I'm glad this is what you do. <laughs> this, this is, is what we fucking do lame. <laughs> I miss those days of hooker and drugs. I miss hookering and drugs. Bye, guys. I gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm back. It was really quick. Well, that wraps up another episode of Dead City Driving. I'd like to thank once again our guest, James. Thank Jane you guys Grande for Holcomb. having me. Once again, I'm Brandon Windish, and I'm Chris Holcomb. And remember, at this drive-in, if the cars are rocking, it doesn't mean somebody's fucking. They're probably getting murdered. <laughs> Want to have words with the management? Email us at deadcitydrivein at gmail.com and your questions might be featured on a future episode. And hey, why not rate and review Dead City Drive-In on Apple Podcasts? It'll help us grow the show, keep the admission free, and splatter just the right amount of slime and sleaze onto our mutant-friendly drive-in screen. Under 17, not admitted without parent.